0: Ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Houston, we have a problem.
1: We have a
2: liftoff. We copied you on the ground. You got a
1: bunch of guys about to turn blue. What you're seeing here is a mirage. Mirage.
3: Mirage. What's going on, everyone? It's Jaron from Jaronism back with another live video for you. It is Friday. That means it's time for the Friday Lounge. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us for another fun show should be good we've got a pretty packed panel so let's start by introducing them i called today friday lounge number 15 space crack obviously in honor of yesterday's uh presentation by rodrigo ferrari noon so let's start with him rodrigo how are you welcome to the show
4: hey jordan thank you for having me i did that I even realize this till this moment so this is pretty cool uh, i'm looking forward to see see what happens <laughs> thank you for having complete, me and, total yeah.
3: plagiarism by me so, no, thank <laughs> you. No, it did the stupid thing a long time ago when I first called the, the Friday Lounge and I put the title. I used two words. So, I've tried to keep that streak going, and it gets harder and harder each week to come up with two words to put as the well, title. I mean, it makes up.
4: sense to just continue the conversation, I guess, if
1: you'd like. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Like, sure. uh, yeah.
3: good. Got lots yeah. to talk about. We also have Bob from Globusters joining us. Bob, what's up? How are you?
1: Doing just fine. It's a wonderful day in Colorado, nice and sunshiny, and it's warming up. Spring is in the air, and there's nothing like a little bit of space crack on a Friday.
3: <laughs> get your pipes <laughs> ready. Let's load them up. Get our lighters ready. All right. We also have, from the land down,
5: land down under, Iru Landucci. Iru, what's up? Hello, Jenna. Hello, everyone. I'm perfect. I'm perfect. I'm <laughs> super perfect. So, yeah. so and, perfect. And
3: naked. And yeah, shirtless. We had to see that in the uh, five-minute pre-call. So <laughs> maybe we'll have Euro turn on his, uh, his maybe maybe later. let let's
5: maybe. Uh, you know let me see how the super chats are going and oh. if you are a little, a little down, I can make my, you right.
3: know, so my space that. show. If you, if you want to see Eero yeah. shirtless, super chat.
1: <laughs> oh yeah we should just say uh, hey the highest super chat gets a, a private iru shirtless screening no no let's stop here okay? <laughs> no we, we <laughs> need to pimp just you, need said, to it. Pimp you, you said it don't,
5: don't, don't, don't put ideas out there okay please
4: people are gonna think it's for real and that's that's how crazy some people are
3: <laughs> well you probably i don't think you were on the call when he was shirtless I think you joined Friday night. I was not.
4: I, I
1: missed No, that. he was No, there,
3: he so. was shirtless to start the show. <laughs>
5: we're not, we're not, I've seen it
4: before.
3: We're not kidding. <laughs> it's a little bit better than the shower scenes that we've had to see. All right. Anyway,
5: that <laughs> let me get back to the
4: show let, here. Let's
5: try to keep this series.
3: Yeah, please, let's keep okay? this going in the right direction before we just go straight downhill uh, and upside down, as Iru knows too well. We also have joining us uh, Austin Witsit from Witsit Gets It. Awesome. how are you? Thanks for the tongue twister every day, trying to introduce you.
2: Yeah, yeah, you can just say, wits it, man? It's no so big deal. <laughs> but uh, I'm doing do good, man. Good, quick, beautiful Friday, you know, ready to always uh, down to ladle some gravy or some soak in some gravy.
3: Awesome. Yeah, should be a fun show. Glad that you're joining us. And we also have for the first time on the Friday Lounge, but he's been on the show before, friend of the show. He's done a few presentations. Obviously, people know him from the Flat Earth Debates and his own channel, Ranty Flat Earth. We have Shane Ranty. What's up?
6: Hey hey! Glad to be here, Jaron. Thank you for inviting me. Much appreciated.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, you were saying you've got some show coming up after this one, right? Maybe you wanted to kind of yeah. shout that out?
6: Yeah, sure, yeah. So this is the start of a, a mega marathon for me tonight, so I'll be I'll be Assisting you tonight uh, on this show. And then I've got a couple of presentations that are happening on my show. So I've got, um funnily enough, I've got a globe earther coming in to try and debunk the black swan oh. uh, image. That should be interesting. Uh Bob the science guy doing a presentation at 11pm London time. And then after that, I've actually got Rude Earther. Now Rude Earther is a flat earther and he's dismantled his gyroscope and he's taken out the GPS on it. And he'll be doing a live presentation throughout the show showing you if there's any drift. So that'll be on the second show. So two shows, 11 p.m., probably 1 p.m., something like that, uh, this evening. Sorry, 1 (laughs) a.m. after this.
3: Awesome. Okay. And that's on the Ranty Flatter channel, so everybody can check that out after this show. That's a good thing about, I don't know, the way things have been going lately. It seems like there's shows on all the time. So there's no way you can tune in to YouTube and not find something to watch. Everybody's doing something at some time. And then again, if you don't catch something live, The good thing is, is that those channels usually have their videos stay there so you can watch them later. Let me tell you a story about last night. Last night I was driving in my car, just enjoying a good drive, and I currently don't have any data on my cell phone because my son uses it all. It's another story completely, but every once in a while at the end of the month, uh, I don't get any data. So I had to listen to the radio, which is fine, you know, enjoying a good drive. I like to drive, listen to the radio. And on came this ad. Now, imagine how I almost threw up in my car. This is a radio commercial that was actually on the radio. And uh, let's just listen to this commercial. And imagine you're just driving, having a good night, looking around, enjoying the scenery, and this commercial comes on.
7: Mommy, sing me to sleep.
4: Sure, sweetie. Twinkle,
8: twinkle,
4: little star. You're a ball of gas that's very far. 32 light years in the sky 10 parsecs which is really high (laughs) helium carbon and hydrogen fuse to make our
2: starry friends with bursts of rays and if the star's mass is big and bold it will become a big black hole And if the star's mass
6: is big and bold, it will become a big black hole. Thanks, Mom.
4: By the sixth grade, many girls lose interest in math and science, so it's up to parents to help create a... (laughs) I almost threw up. Oh my goodness, and still, it it gives you this, uh, trying to... Lies. It's basically patronizing parents at the end, Jaren. Yeah. Saying, go do this, because yeah people you do don't s- little kids don't know math enough
8: on oh, the little the, girl's the, voice the was just, oh you know was hydrogen i was just so oh pissed. my goodness it's a it was a torture man
4: was wow torture. and the black hole that was yeah oh, black, really
8: then crazy. it becomes a big it's black oh boy it's just ridiculous <laughs> I really <laughs> Maybe
3: it. I need to rewrite the words to the song. I might do that because that I, I, really, oh I,
5: I really like to know the shit with behind that uh, song. <laughs> it's the Girl Scouts. Goodness. This is a Girl
3: Scout commercial. I, I didn't let them wow. finish, but
4: it's so sketchy, man.
5: So I figured since I almost threw
3: up in my mouth, that I wanted to make sure you guys did as well.
4: Oh, that was no thanks, fun. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for that. Thanks, Sharon. That. Yeah, that was. It felt made my spine cool, oh, and I, I, yeah, I, I understand. Understand what you yeah. if you if I was alone in the middle of nowhere and I heard this, I almost uh, I steered the it,
6: car into a bridge embankment black hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually creepy, isn't it? I mean, when you listen to it, it sounds like it's something. Really oh, it's yeah, very it sounds creepy, like, like a horror movie.
3: And I don't even it think does. the little girl's voice is like. Re- I don't know. The whole thing was just. Crap. Got, they was
4: insist disgusting. on the melody, insist and insist on the same melody, just shifting the words nonstop. Yeah. To it's a hypnotistic kind of
2: you know,
4: approach and they are basically telling the parents to do the same and, and make these, you know, get these factoids that they're so BS science It's not, you know, I, I would understand even if it's, it's something about what well, it's about engineering and microchips or something very nerdy, you know, make a song about it and whatever, talk about how they work, things that actually work. But here is about outer space and black holes and yeah, all this theoretical that, BS.
3: Theoretical BS, right? Things that nobody will ever experience. You know, you're telling this little girl, "Oh, when the star's mass is big and bright, it will become a big black hole." Something, I mean, come on, it's just nonsense. And you know, isn't it even contentious in the in the space community whether black holes even exist?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's <laughs> beyond contentious. Even in the even
4: in their own community. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like ridiculous.
1: It's invented,
4: right? It's an invention.
3: Yeah, I think, was it, I don't know if it was Einstein or was it, <laughs> maybe yeah. it was even Stephen Hawking that came along that eventually said oh, yeah. that they did exist,
4: right, or that they would he exist, of it course, mathematically. It. Yeah,
2: I think he's,
4: yeah, those biopics, you know, that I think has more than one even. The, the,
2: well, the. F- The funniest part to me was it's like the little kid song. It's supposed to be real simple, and she was having to fit all these like nonsense words that were way too long in
3: ten (laughs) parsecs and really in the sky.
8: (laughs) Oh boy,
1: that's Uh, crazy. It's a black holes are only inferred to exist because of the fact they observe these so-called gravitational anomalies that are drawing these objects into funny orbital patterns or, you know, out of what they would normally expect for their trajectories. But the really crazy thing about the black holes is they, I mean, not only do they assume that they're there, but they also assume that objects are actually curving around them. They've never actually witnessed any objects doing that. They just see these objects moving. They're saying, "Well, okay, I guess that's going to curve. Therefore, there must be a black hole there." And that is the honest-to-God truth. It's right. unbelievable. So you mean the gravitational holes uh, or
4: lensing <laughs> holes?
1: Well, supposedly uh, these these objects that are supposedly like orbiting around the black holes, um, they're not even observing right. any curvature, any arc to their trajectory. They're just saying, "Well, it's going to have to happen, so we're going to assume that it is because you know all this happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away." <laughs> right. It's it's just unreal.
3: <laughs> Mathematics can do some incredible things, I guess. Yeah,
1: it's so.
4: funny how that works together with the, the whole idea of the fixed stars, which has been the you know the, the paradigm forever, till Copernicus. Uh, came along and they were claiming that, I mean, they found, at some point they find Neptune and it's all done with strings and sketchy observation. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and some of them think it's a comet at first, um, it, if it moves, and it's that's moving at will. There's all kinds of strange observations I was reading today about the, the 17th century and the paradigm shift when, when Copernicus comes along and, and, start, and, then, and this kind of Western story starts here. And, of course, how the Chinese had other had observed stars that disappeared. For instance, they had catalog stars that were not there anymore. Um, and, you know, who knows what they were using? I mean, we, we, we talk about telescopes the other time, how telescopes are actually quite weak. It's a really, you know, people think it's amazing, like you see so far, but it doesn't, which is quite uh, another trick. And, and it doesn't even use lenses the way it could use to really... Amplify stuff which Iru showed as well on the different designs of telescopes. So this whole story, you know, keeping people away from technology, and now that people got a hold of technology, they have a big problem.
5: <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I want to uh, get back to the uh, child's songs <laughs> yes. because I, I no no because I have here I, I downloaded and and I changed a little bit the. Uh, the rate of the sound and, and the style of the, the voice, uh, because, even in my first live show that I made in my English channel, I talk about uh, you know this kind of uh, brainwashing that uh, the heliocentric model made, uh, not just for adult people but also for the young. And there is this song from the show called Gambal, uh, and it's funny, you know the name Gambal in the show. And one of the character, the main character, asked uh, for the meaning of life. And I have here in English, and uh, it's for me, it's. it's terrible. Is is you want to even the guy frame? from the
4: refrigerator that comes out of the fridge?
5: No, See. no, no, that scene. But I am not going to play uh, to show the the image because the image is. Uh, uh, you're going to have a, a copyright strike. Not strike, but you're going to have a copyright claim because I, I tested that, but not with the sound. The sound, it's, uh, it's okay. Okay. And I'm going to just play the, the first uh, 40 seconds and show the people how this did, you know. For me, it's, it's insane the, the 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 amount of... Um, uh, of um, uh, maldad is uh, bad badness evil. I don't know evil. how to yeah, evil the evil because you you, you you cannot put this kind of song in this is a the Cartoon Network uh, uh, show or TV show these are the the main characters and <laughs> and one of those uh, let me just I'm going to delete the, the image and I just going I, I put some are you screen filter sharing? to okay let me pick it up Yes. Supposedly, I'm screen sharing right now. Okay, didn't know. Got you. Now you're up. Okay. There. Okay. So let me let me know if if it's okay the sound.
6: <laughs> yep. Why
0: isn't anyone able to answer a question? Tell me, universe, what is the meaning of life?
6: Can you hear
5: it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. What is the meaning of life? Right. So mm-hmm. now the um the show is going to uh yeah sing a song because the universe is going to answer that okay so they go to the space and show all the planet and came the sun uh, the the, the (coughs) sun came to talk with the other planet and said what you're going to hear about it because i i don't want to show that image but
8: Wait,
7: I think someone's in need of a cosmic answer.
2: Let's explain the meaning of his pitiful existence to him in the form of a feel-good song.
7: <laughs> so that is how. It oh boy! Yeah, let's
5: explain I, his pitiful I, I mean... existence. Yeah, this is the the lyrics, you know. The lyrics is, is start with that. Let, let us explain that, uh, well, that word I, I, can't, I can't even pronounce it.
1: One, two, three. When you think you've got a problem and your life is full of doubt, remember in the scheme of things your life just doesn't count. To you, leave may seem quite small, but to an ant is ten feet tall, it's oh, hard to be objective, so you're off You think there's nothing greater than the planet you call Earth, but Earth can think quite skinny next to Neptune's mighty girl. Uh, relax. when you think you've got a problem,
5: Mm-hmm. Matter. The wow. <laughs> I, I put pause there, you know, just for, for stop the, the song. Good. Your life just doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. No. I, I mean, it's criminal. This is criminal, man. This TV show is seen by millions of uh, childs from the age of maybe two years old. The dinosaurs, the aliens. You might think that so, the,
3: there's nothing as good as the Earth, but the, everything's better than the Earth. It's like, it's like everything Rodrigo is, yeah, was talking yeah. about yesterday. We were talking about I mean, they, they love to say, anybody who mentions the sun in the scientific community, they have to say it's just an average star. It's just a sub, substandard, you know, average star. There's much bigger, there's much better out there. It's nothing special.
5: Exactly. So let me just finish. Right. Well, look at
4: that. You're tiny. They feel small because he's the biggest of us all. But that's just mm. in the solar system. Bigger
1: things than that exists. The Way galaxy. And don't forget the universe. That's just the ones we know about. They're huge compared to you or us. You're tiny and you're miniscule irrelevant. A speck the dark side of that book. You're just a measly little flip. Your life may last a century or earth. Or maybe quicker. But I'm here a hundred years. It's just a flash of paper finger. So when you think you've got to follow When your life is of out Remember in the scheme of things Your beauty, little, tiny, weenie, mega future What a steamy, boring, foolish, partless What a chick,
4: big and fiddle Life just does not count oh, What? Cuts to Darwin Cuts who to, looking yeah. at the sun huh? So that is The meaning wow. of life <laughs> If you ask
5: to the universe At the age oh. of three,
4: four years old no, look at the end, cartoon. look it's at the skinny. end that Gumball says at the end, the jokes and then blah blah blah, the sun will have collapsed under its own masses. Yes, explode. yes,
5: because after that, after <laughs> all the, after that, supposedly the the oh. the character, you know, when they look into the sky, they don't see the sun in real time. They just <laughs> see like this kind of thing,
4: you know. <laughs> well, my goodness, this is just abusive
7: to the extreme
3: terrible But that's what they're teaching children that's what's important that's that they're not important
5: exactly
4: parents need to watch what they what they give their children no, no
5: it's it's criminal it's criminal it's criminal uh, uh, and you know for the solar system 500 years uh, 500 million of years is just like a second oh, so the sun said the sun said, Hey, remember that uh, that uh, boy that asked uh, for the meaning of life and he said that the sun is going to disappear? Well, now it's come the time and it's bloom and explode. You know, so it, it just... Uh, Trying to put the concept of the time dilation and things like that into the <laughs> right. so it's after scary stuff. you scary stuff. It, after receiving all the bullshit from the song, <laughs> you're always you're also going to receive the Einsteinian concept of the universe. Great. So it's terrible. Man. It's criminal, man. I mean, and we wouldn't I we wouldn't sharing.
3: know, of course, that the uh, light went out for eight minutes. Of course, and, uh, so of course.
5: No but Formidable. when you uh, when you start you know trying to do, to study this from the psychological uh, psych- psychological way it, it's something criminal man who who invented this kind of song for a child Oh
4: well, yeah okay, when you,
6: have you to sing it you need... sure. yeah, if, you, if you if you're trying to tell children that they're worthless um you know you should be telling your children that the most important thing in your life But yet, on the other hand, they're telling them the the, the worthless, pointless, useless, well, what are they going to do to their children when they grow up? How are they going to treat their children? Are they going to look after them and love them? Right. You know, is it just like a programming thing to to try and desensitize children?
3: What kind of person does that bring about? What kind of person... does that you know, employ <laughs> not a good person that's not exactly, somebody who cares about that's others that's
5: what I'm trying to say man yeah. I mean not somebody who supposed
3: to
4: be a joke you know is it supposed to be a joke but what the heck you know like a parent looking at those words what it's saying you know, it's all these uh, adjectives that mean you're worthless you're stupid you're small you're you know and, and in putting this kind of, uh, of system of understanding yourself through uh declarations like proclamations like that that's supposed to be scientific it's very scary and in the, in the you know when, it, when you think about it in the long term because that that's just in the beginning and that just gets reinforced and reinforced that's why you have people that get so roused up to come after Yeah. You
3: know? yep indeed good one uh Eru, it's the same as the who's the alien paxi Paxi will tell you the same thing, right? The, believe
5: uh, me, yeah. But Paxi, I believe Paxi is more is more <laughs> celestial. is is more nice. You know, this is directly to your head. It, it, it's, it's a headshot directly.
4: <laughs> yeah, and Paxi has that blue beam going off his his ship. Oh, what better way
3: to teach children about space that doesn't exist than to use beings that don't exist?
1: Pretty smart. <laughs> they tell them they're worthless, right? Yeah, <laughs>
5: that's why I, I I believe your song, your your advertising in the radio is naive in comparison with this kind of uh, that's true. It is uh, less psychological welfare.
3: Oh, it's just you, that, yeah, well, you, yeah. You expect certain commercials, but then you're yeah. Then you hear that, and it's just like. I was just like what I don't know if I'll ever be able to find that again, or did I just hear that? For, you know, and I came home and searched "Girl Scout Twinkle
4: Twinkle," and of course there's a
3: there's a YouTube video well, for it,
4: as there is for everything. So. Well, there's there's you know both things are very pernicious. You know, on the one hand, the one thing you get, you know, you leave your child by themselves and they're watching TV. They get this song that either showed, you know, and uh, you know they maybe they get sucked into it. Um, and on on. The other example, which was uh, um, What were we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) How did I forget?
1: (laughs) The Hero's video Spacecrack, Rodrigo, spacecrack. I'm on (laughs) spacecraft, I'm just being
3: completely
4: derailed. That's right. Oh boy. So, no, know. no, no. The other example, oh. yeah, he, of course, Jaren's, Jaren's radio example. Right. Uh, in that case, I think that's even more pernicious in, in a way because it is coaxing parents. It is coming with the voice of science through a, this repetitive lullaby and actually instructing parents to do the same and to push so that science gets inscribed into the little ones. And the parent that's going inside the house and the parent that takes that advice... It's, it's basically acting for them.
3: Well, and they say you know, many okay. girls lose interest in science or this and that, I mean, it's just ridiculous because what they're talking about is the stars in the sky. And right. nobody loses interest in those other than the people that have been taught that they're trillions of miles away and they're unimportant and that they're our sun's just some average star. I mean, that's the, the right. crime in it.
4: And what is bizarre is that that's not even interesting in terms of what science is out there. You know, even if it's biology, children want to learn about animals. There's so much to learn about animal behavior. You know, they could be talking about that, but they're pushing the heliocentric model.
3: Absolutely. That's what I mean. They're getting into technology or... Making lives better for other people in the world. And there's so many things you could have gone in the direction rather than, you know, uh, 23 million billion light years in the sky. It's you know, <laughs> just so stupid. <laughs> it's painful. It painful. Painful, painful, painful. Uh-huh. Uh, I did see this video today on uh, Twitter that I just thought was funny. I just have to show it just because it's funny This is uh, Trump leaving the White House with uh, Hillary and Mayor Bloomberg. <laughs> <laughs>
8: Oh, boy.
3: I needed a good laugh. Every once in a while, I need a good laugh. Um, So I did see something else interesting, and I don't know what you guys know about this show or anything like that, but I guess it's coming out in a couple days. Um, There's a show called Wife Swap. You ever heard of it? Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay, I don't watch a lot (laughs) of... I've, I've seen it, yeah. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I guess... In a episode coming up within a couple weeks, I don't know if it's next week or whatever. uh, There's going to be a teacher who swaps with a flat earther mom, and you know my question is, and you know I can't make comments until I see it because it would be interesting if the show really is goes to a flat earth family. It'll be a very interesting show. However, like all TV, which I think is mostly set up, even reality shows. Uh, We might get flat earther parents that say, oh, well, the earth is, you know, accelerating upwards at, you know, 9.8 meters per second squared. Um, Are they going to try and just, you know, trash flat earth? They do have a clip in here. I don't know how much of this I could show without getting copyright, but this is the teacher, I guess. I just watched this little clip. This is the teacher mom, and she's talking to the flat earther dad. The only thing interesting that I found that is really interesting is this guy says that his father or his grandfather was an aerospace engineer who helped build Apollo 13 but he is a flat earther and says that even his even his father wouldn't have known uh, or his grandfather wouldn't have known that the whole thing is fake. And she asked him, so you don't think anybody went to the moon? He's like, no. So, I mean, at least for this little highlight, it looks like <laughs> it could actually be, we can see a little piece of it. I'll kind of stop it every I once I read one. in the
8: manual that you guys said that you believe that the earth is flat. I don't understand how there can be a m- molten lava core. You're looking at a four to 4,000 something miles. I don't know anybody that's been that deep.
3: So I mean, so far, just in
8: that little part, I'm like, all right, seems like it's a flat Earth. He knows what he's talking about. Seen any proof of it? Seriously? I mean, the guy that came up with a round ball Earth shooting through the uh, universe at you know millions of miles an hour. I don't know all the math. I'm just saying, just ridiculous speeds. I mean, they didn't have radar guns back then. Wow. Oh, he looks—he uh, looks it's...
6: like an actor, man. He looks like an actor. I'm sorry, I, I'm not buying that. I would—I would—I would agree. I'm not buying
4: that yeah and i would have to
6: see the, the raid guns
4: what's that all about
6: no the guy doesn't even know is he doesn't even know he, he doesn't know much he's very even you know even his facial expressions are like he's making it up when he's talking he's i'm sorry i'm not buying that
3: yeah I, and with anything with wrong. tv no and with anything with tv i'm in the same boat that's why i said i'd have to see the episode until i see
6: because
4: it's set up then
3: right and one of the things that this article ends with is saying um, Speaking to the cameras at last, Felicia expresses her fear that the family is actually teaching. <coughs> excuse me, that the family is actually teaching their children conspiracy theories rather than trusted facts. The strong-willed teacher believes that the children are being set up for failure with such controversial views. Viewers will have to tune in to see if the Dutchers come around on their misguided beliefs in the shocking conclusion. Right. So, is the ending of the show going to be that they say, "You know what? You're right. We need to teach science. We can't teach our children anymore about flat Earth. They're going to be outcasts. They're gonna." That's the question. So. You know they did a good job of setting up the show because I certainly don't watch TV, but I'll try and find this episode just so I can, because uh, you, you can tell right away if somebody's a real flat earther or if they're making it up. Again, it's just like the lies we covered right in uh, in last week's Globusters, Bob. It's kind of the same thing. We know that that wasn't a real conversation with his real mom. You could tell right away that that was just a setup piece will this be the same? The only reason that I kind of said maybe is because of this part it's here coming up. It's easier
8: for me to understand that the Earth is flat than it would be what mainstream science says it is. While this it's so no is, man on the moon. No. I don't, no. Know. I, Ugh,
0: I don't. You're I killing don't, me here. Yeah,
8: it kills me to think that they want us to believe that. That is easy. My grandfather was an aerospace engineer. He helped build Apollo 13. And I don't think he had any idea. You know, I don't think he was in on the secret either. I completely
3: think that it is. So anyway, it'd be interesting. I just saw that article today and it, it doesn't really say when the episode will be. Uh, at least yeah, from But what you I know, can tell.
1: you can bet, Jaron, that that ultimately they're going to make him look like a complete hick, you know, right. country bumpkin. There's just no way that they're not going to do this and uh they're never even if he had any coherent really really good points to put out um they're going to edit it out it's just that's Mm -hmm. the way it's going to be guaranteed pretty much guaranteed
3: huh but i'll definitely check it out because i would like to see if that's the way they go because it will be just another great point to point out that these guys always have to uh slam make fun of we talked about it you know last week that that's their goal that's their intent so so this is a cable show i don't know it says it's on some channel i've never heard of but everybody my wife says she's seen it before uh, for season two on the Paramount network I didn't even know such a network existed so I don't know <laughs> if I'll be able to find it usually stuff like this you can find on YouTube um, but again what's going to come out I mean of course you have a teacher you have a flat earth family and it's going to come out at the end like it says uh, there's going to be a, what, shopping con- a shocking conclusion right um you know, viewers will have to tune in to see if they come around on their misguided beliefs in the shocking... They're already called them misguided beliefs.
6: <laughs> yeah.
3: not, so, uh, what's going to happen... I, can it, I make
6: a prediction? Yeah. Can I make a prediction? I'll make a prediction. i, I make a prediction that by the end of the show, he's right. no longer a flat earther and he's now a globe earther.
3: Right. Now, won't that be hilarious? If that's... The, the, <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be me. funny. That would be funny. I mean, because it's so obvious to anybody other than the mainstream people watching. But to us, it'll be obvious and it'll be easy to point out and say, look at how big a nonsense <laughs> this is. It just... This uh, scientist mother comes in for two weeks and talks about how great stem cell, she'll probably sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, you're 23 parsecs in the sky. She'll probably sing that to the children so that they fall asleep and uh, everything will be good. And then all of a sudden the children will be so much smarter and the parents will realize the error of their ways and uh, turn into Neil deGrasse Tyson followers and Bill Nye will be their hero. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you with your prediction uh, yeah I think it'll be interesting to see so anyway yeah, there the was
2: shocking that. the shocking conclusion is some scientist comes and lets him know what's really going on and then they figure it out because this dude didn't even mention any of the metrics it's just all flat earth there's no at least some of the numbers you know so <laughs> right mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see so that's
3: just something I don't know when that's coming up but people can the article just came out yesterday so uh, it says, I think it says season, episode two of the season or something. I don't know. I'll be looking for it and we'll probably do a video on it just uh, laughing at the shocking conclusion, which I'm sure uh, will be quite shocking. Um, the other thing, I, you know, I'm seeing Flat Earth in the news a lot. This is an article just came out uh, last week, February 15th. Uh, everybody knows that Carl Frosch, you know, thinks that the world's flat, right? Have you guys also heard that Tyson Fury thinks that? Tyson Fury's got a, a boxing really? match coming up. I think so. I mean, if you search it, you can usually, uh,
4: let Was it not Mike Tyson? No, no. I know Mike Tyson he, does. He, yeah, him. Does. Tyson said it as well.
3: Let me see. Searching <laughs> right here. Uh, Carl Frosch believes the Earth uh, is Yeah, boxing champ Tyson Fury reveals Flatter truth. Um, so I think that he is also somebody who has mentioned it before, <clears throat> but not sure. But anyway, uh, He's you know, just showing up in articles, uh, which I like to see. I like. See. I don't I don't care when I see these articles. I'm like, yes, have more people come out and say this. Uh, says, sure, boxers are known for making outlandish statements, but even by those standards, this is spicy hot take. The former world supermate, super middleweight champion claims he does not believe that the world is a globe and won't believe it until someone like Richard Branson launches a mission into space Bye. and proves that it it's round. Uh, Says, speaking of which, he also accused NASA of releasing pictures of space that are like cartoons. Which I like, can't disagree with that. Uh, he says the Earth is flat, 100. percent There's no proof of the Earth's curvature, and this fake space agency NASA uses CGI images. Everyone being different on looking at them, thinking, "Hang on a minute, they're all cartoons." So anyway, I just uh, saw that article too. I get all these little alerts whenever Flatter shows up in the news, and uh, so we'll have to wait and see if anything comes from that. I don't know. We
6: covered it that would, one. <laughs> Another. It int- would be really, it would be really cool tomorrow if uh, when Tyson Fury beats Wilder, he then, as he's doing his interview, says the Earth is flat. I agree.
3: <laughs> the Earth well. is flat. Is that is that his fight tomorrow? I didn't know.
6: Yeah, his fight's tomorrow. Yeah. Um, That'd be awesome. That
3: would be awesome. The, <laughs> so I guess we're all rooting for Tyson Fury. That's a pretty easy pick for me. Oh, yes. Um This one here I thought was very interesting, and this just goes back to what we've talked about on previous episodes. hilarious. So the Con Air director, Simon West, who I guess is the guy that corrected the movie uh, Con Air, is to helm an uh, Amazon drama about an epic Spanish, Spanish flat-earth voyage. So I'm thinking, what is this about? So it says, Simon West, the director of Conair and Laura Croft Tomb Raider, is to helm an Amazon miniseries about two 16th century explorers who set out to disprove the theory that the world is flat. So I thought that we've known for 2,300 years. <laughs> Why all of a sudden is is it, you know, this guy's doing a movie about 16th century explorers setting out to disprove the world of flat. Of course, they're talking about, you know, Ferdinand Magellan. And uh Juan Sebastian Alcano. Um but it's just it took funny. Five five
4: years to go around or three right. years whatever however it was. I
3: just think it's hilarious that they keep mixing this up. I mean I thought that even Columbus knew the earth was round, but now to 16th century, which would be fifteen hundred, are setting out to prove that the world is round. And of course, Yeah, they can't get their life straight. No, they can't get their live stream. Of course, many. the comments, I was like, oh, here comes. People are going to be, hey, you don't know anything. And of course, that's what happens. People come here and say, any historian will tell you that no one in the 16th century thought the Earth was flat. In 200 B.C., after all, Aristophanes calculated the circumference of the Earth. It was generally accepted knowledge in the 16th century. Columbus knew the Earth was round but made a miscalculation as to the circumference. <laughs> by 4,000 miles? No, he didn't. <laughs> it's a lot more than 4,000 miles.
1: Uh, why else would he
3: have well, sailed west to get to the east?
6: Well, they must have failed. Oh, that's all I can say, because dearth, shout out to dearth, what was it, 102-year-old lady, and they were still teaching flat earth back in the 1920s? Yes. So, hey, yeah, they must have failed in in the 16th century if they tried to prove the earth was a globe back then. Yeah,
3: just okay. proves, says, yes, Magellan's voyage had nothing to do with proving anything. The goal was to find a better, faster way to the Spice Islands. So people mm-hmm. will get very upset, right. but I just think it's funny that this you know, movie that's coming out is going to be uh, talking about them. Oh proving...
4: about that. Yeah, they're Like they, they're really curious about that when they're actually trying to make money, which makes more sense in their world. Right. At the time when...
3: So that yeah. article was from yesterday, and uh, that'll be a movie if it's on Amazon. I get, uh, I have Amazon Prime, so hey, I'll, I'll watch a little mini series about uh, these guys and see what's going on with yeah. that. So. But you
4: know what? Like in school in Brazil, growing up, you know, they taught us that the main drive for the these navigations west was the Turkish taking over Constantinople, or, or I mean, not taking over the place, but Constantinople being being taken over and, and blocked. Uh, the route to the east, and then you know that that's the mainstream story that we heard, and that what's that's what propels in west, because these 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 routes, you know, Marco Polo had been using caravans that go all the way from um, the west of Africa to India, have been going on for as long as people remember. The whole area there, through through Afghanistan, and yeah trade routes the uh, variation.
3: yeah somebody also uh, just talking about a different subject but you, know, you brought up Copernicus earlier and I wanted to get your opinion on this Uru, when you've looked into Copernicus's book and done some research on it uh, you know what do you think about the, the forward that they say was written by Osiander do, do you believe that or do you think that that's Copernicus's words of course we know it's you know the, the whole quote that I'm talking about is in the forward and it's talking about uh uh, the philosopher will perhaps seek the semblance of the truth, but neither of them will understand or state anything certain unless it has been divinely revealed to him. Let no one expect anything certain from astronomy, which cannot furnish her, lest he accept his truth, ideas conceived for another purpose, and depart to study a greater fool than when he entered. <clears throat> of course I've always thought that the story about Osiander being some step in uh, scribe or something that, you know, changed you know, cause the whole story is he wrote the foreword. And then forwarded the book on without Copernicus ever knowing. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. And they Mm. they use as their example the fact that he says the present author. And they say, oh, well, but yet in Copernicus's book, he never says I. He constantly will kind of call it the same thing. The present author, this author, you know, talking about himself. But I don't believe the whole story. I don't believe the Copernicus writing a book on his deathbed. I mean, that's some some storyline bullshit. What say you or is he gone? Where's Iru? Oh, Iru. Great. Good timing here. Anybody Where else have any comments on that? Anybody had done any looking into that whole quote that's at the beginning of the book?
8: I haven't
4: have looked into that. I looked into the words of, of Newton and stuff, what he has written, um, and how he concocted you know, the vacuum of space and, and some other things, but also how he was looking for God and how he, right. he proclaimed that God was in all the motions of the universe, for instance. So it's kind of before it became a materialist thing, which it seems to be the Jesuits just playing both sides of, of the coin, you know, having the trap for materialists and being themselves quite, you know, rotten to the core. As as it just know.
3: seems nonsense to me. There's supposedly this guy, Redicus. Redicus was, Supposed to be the publisher of Copernicus's book. And supposedly he got the book, read it, said, "Okay, this is fine. It can go to print. And then he handed it off to this guy, Andreas Osiander, a German Lutheran theologian and Protestant reformer. Uh, says who had taken over the task of supervising and printing the publication, which is just nonsense. Like, you know, like any publisher would say, here, to some guy who's you know, not done this, who's not a, a publisher, let me give you this book and put you in charge of it while I take off. So he does Well, that. I mean,
4: I guess the, the idea is that this guy will a publishing house where you do the typesetting for the book, finalize the book and actually print it and get it out. Maybe it would have been a shop or something like this right i'm guessing but then you, story.
3: but he he handed it off to this guy andreas right who supposedly then wrote a forward to the book inserted it <laughs> into the book and then put it out for
4: publication so it says I'm pretending to be copernicus
3: well it says in an effort to reduce the controversial impact of the book osiander added his own unsigned letter called to the reader concerning the Signed. hypothesis of this work but it's unsigned so you know you can believe or that do if they, you know, want. they it. don't know that in fact, I think it's Copernicus's own words. I think Copernicus put that at the beginning of his book, and what he was saying is to the reader concerning the hypothesis of this work, talking about his own book. And I've heard a lot of people say, "Yeah, but it says if it was him, he would have wrote to the reader concerning the hypothesis of my work."
4: But it would re- be very easy to state. What language was was it originally written? Was it Latin or, or was yeah, it I Italian? Or no, I word? think it's Latin. I forget.
3: Huh? I'm pretty sure it's Latin. You can see the, the
4: If picture. it is if it is Latin, I can take a look. To, uh, E yeah, quibus lot like, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, I can see it, but so oops. yeah, if I get the text, it is no. actually you could, uh, by comparing the style of the uh. introduction to the rest of the book,
0: oh, good, okay.
4: um, uh, you could you could probably establish if it is Copernicus because no, nobody writes like anybody else if you're writing from without copying anyone without pra- plagiarizing, right? So, uh, it, it would be you know, you get, I, I, you know, many books that you have a preface by a different author, you can totally tell the difference of the style and why even that the, the person doing the the introduction has written the way they did it because they, they have their own kind of take on things. So uh, in this case, if it is what you, what you suspect, uh, an analysis of, of the text could, could establish that, actually, I think. And you said that you picked up on, on one thing that it's exactly the same one well, particular think- way. He yeah, because I've, right,
3: I've, I've heard people say, well, it says the hypothesis of this work, it doesn't say of my work, but if you read the rest of Copernicus' book, he never really says me or I believe or anything like that. He'll just say, I think he uses the same words. It's more
4: formal language that, that right. he was using. probably. Right. And
3: I don't even, I'm, I'm somebody who doesn't even, isn't even sure that this person exists. So yeah, I think all right. of these books are just uh, nonsense. <laughs> it's that problem but, as well. Right. And he says, you know, it was printed in the front of Copernicus's preface, which was a dedicatory, dedicatory letter to Pope Paul II, and which kept the title right. to acknowledge that the undersigned author was not the book's author even though we don't know that. But it says, Osiander's letter stated that Copernicus's system was mathematics intended to aid computation and not an attempt to declare literal truth. So, you know, the quote that I've often brought up before many people will bring it up, but uh, this is supposedly Osiander, or you can believe it's Copernicus. He says, It is the duty of the astronomer to compose the history of celestial motions through careful and expert study. Then he must conceive and devise the causes of these motions or hypotheses about them. Since he cannot in any way attain to the true causes, he will adopt whatever suppositions enable the motions to be computed correctly. The present author has performed both these duties excellently. For these hypotheses need not be true or even probable. Probable, sorry, say funny right there. For these hypotheses do not need to be true or even probable. On the contrary, if they provide a calculus consistent with the observations, that alone is enough for this art, which I think is interesting. It is quite clear is completely and absolutely ignorant of the causes and the apparent movement of the heavens, and if any causes are devised by the imagination, as indeed very many are, they are not put forward to convince anyone that they are true, but merely to provide a reliable basis for computation. The funny thing is, is this leaves out a good a, a good subject that, in this um, preface, if anybody's ever read it. I'd have to find the English version to show it, this is not all of it, but he actually says that there's certain things that don't match observations, like the size of Venus. Anybody remember that passage, Bob, you remember that at all?
1: No, actually I don't. Um, <laughs>
4: but, but the thing is, Jaren, here, if this is a preface written by a typesetter, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Just to do the kind of language he, he understands what astronomy is supposed to be doing and how they're doing it, and what they're trying to do, their attention, what the work is doing. So it seems like it is at least somebody versed in, in what's going on. So much, much more likely it's, it's not just a typesetter who's just doing a manual labor and, and setting up the, the thing for, for the press and who got, you know, thought, oh, this is too revolutionary, let me, you know, do some damage control. Um doesn't sound like it.
3: So this is the actual, I don't know how, how great this, I just typed this in just so I could find it. But, so they took out part of the letter from Oceander because he's talking about some problems. Um, he says, for these hypotheses need not be true or probable, and see they just completely left this part out. Uh, on the contrary, if they provide a calculus, uh, that alone is enough. Perhaps, let me see why they left this out, I just want to check something real quick. So. Uh, if they provide a calculus consistent <coughs> with observations, that alone is enough. Do they go dot 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 from there? Uh, where was that at? If they provide a reliable calculus for for however, wait. Sorry, I'm just trying to see uh, where this ends. For that alone is enough. Okay, so at least they put in the dot 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 because what they're saying is they've left out part of the words because the it goes on to say perhaps there was someone so ignorant of geometry and optics that he regards the epicycle of venus as probable or thinks that there is a reason why venus sometimes precedes and sometimes follows the sun by 40 degrees or more which is things that john the morgiles talked about um is there anyone who is not aware that this is that from this assumption it is necessarily follows that the diameter of the planet at pedigree sorry at perigree should be appear to be more than four times, and the body of the planet more than sixteen times as great as the apogee. So what it's saying is that based on the mathematics of the you know epicycle of Venus, that we should see when Venus is close to the Earth that the planet should be sixteen times
1: as great in size. Exactly. Right. As exactly. It so it's away. And that that only would make <laughs> sense if it was you know much closer, right? Well, not much closer, but much further away.
3: Yeah, so it's just funny because I mean this this goes against observation, yet it's part of their right. current model. So it's so funny right. that they left it out of here. They just go dot 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 for you know, they don't want, they don't want to put this in <laughs> yeah. there because this it is a
1: hey, bu- whole bunch
4: of problems. In.
1: By yeah. the way, Jiren, um Wendell Walton and Chat said um, that the wife swap wife swap episode aired last night. He found it on demand at T. Now he fast forwarded <laughs> to the end during the debrief. No shocker. Snub at. Very end with text update saying F is questioning gravity, questioning gravity.
3: Wait, he said I didn't. I didn't get, catch that. Oh, so that did air? Okay, I guess I'll try. Yeah, last it. night. So he yes. did not
1: turn a globe at the end. Nope, nope. So He's it. questioning gravity supposedly, and <laughs> uh, that's what? you know that's that's a whole another issue that that yeah. I think really needs to be straightened out. Um, <laughs> is the misconceptions <laughs> about gravity and the way that it's misused. And I think that's a lot of the reason why Austin and I are, you know, kind of going down this road. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just because it is so the, the way that the gravity has been represented and misrepresented to be able to sling things around it, you know, and and the way that it does, it it just simply can't. But, you know, unfortunately as a result, um, you know, we're going to get people just deny it outright and we're going to get very, very ridiculed because of that. And, Mm -hmm. uh, to me it's a it's a problem, but
4: i was I was reading something today I thought you' find it interesting on the history of paradigm shifts, especially in, in relation to gravity because they couldn't uh, and this is like back in the seventeenth century and uh, when the new paradigms are coming up in Franklin and whatnot and they were looking at electrical devices and trying to 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 trying to find out what was going on and then they found out that they had some suddenly some repulsive force. That they call repulsive force. Later, it became there's different shifts in perception, so the this is the, the, the kind of history of science, and you have people seeing things differently according to how they interpret the phenomenon. But then, that was kind of a big, kind of monkey wrench like problem because he, suddenly you have a, a force that repels, and you have to account for it, and it's very visible and it's very clear, and then they they start following that, but. Uh, again uh, it's it's funny that gravity comes before right before electricity and that doesn't really shift that paradigm it still stays for some reason and uh, in in intact as mass attracting mass and not updated to to be an electromagnetic uh, phenomenon
1: as you've been going much deeper into it right well and, and not only that I mean you know even the the Predicted field strength there is no actual field strength of gravity itself I mean all they can do is describe you know the acceleration characteristics behind it, but um, So where they're coming up with this figure. I don't know, but I would tend to agree with but but they say that uh, in comparison to electrostatic um, You know force mm-hmm. gravity is 10 to the negative 38 or 10 to the thirty-eighth order weaker right mm-hmm. so how in the world you Holds know planets. could it possibly hold planets stars iss moons it's 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 absurd you know and that you know that's one of the biggest problems and i think that's really what we need to go down that road and debunk that mm-hmm. part of it rather than saying that it simply doesn't exist you know right. Right. so That's my take on it, anyway. And yeah, I I
2: I agree. I agree 100%, bro. Because like the uh the if we can provide a better explanation, you know, then they can't even use it as their little
1: deified force anymore, you know. Exactly. So we 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 tear it apart on its weaknesses, and Mm -hmm. that's a big one in my opinion. Sorry. No, I
3: just (laughs) wanted to finish this off by saying I was wrong. That as I read further down, at least in the English, she does say over and over again, I, 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 so I was wrong to say that he doesn't, I can find it many times. Okay, um,
4: so there's a, well, at least in the English, well, there's I'm a difference to, in the in the address, the way the work is being referred to by the, the author of the first letter in the introduction.
3: Yeah, the more I go, I do see him say I many times, so uh, I was wrong about that, but, you know, whether or not that original piece was written by him or not, I'm not sure. That's uh, I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, but go ahead, let's go back to what you guys were talking about. I just wanted to clear that up so I didn't say that incorrectly. Uh, clearly, he doesn't say I here, whether that was written by Ocean or something, Nobody signed it. It's just signed XX. and Really, like I said, that they just took out the part where he's going through different problems with this science and even says that, um, uh, like we said, that this, you know, Venus should be 16 times as big. He says, yet this variation is refuted by the experience of every age. In this science, there are some other no less important absurdities. So he's saying that there's absurdities in this science uh, which need not be set forth at this moment. For this art, it's quite clear. It's completely and absolutely ignorant of the causes and the apparent non-uniform motions. And then basically says that uh, uh, so far as hypotheses are concerned, let no one expect anything certain from astronomy, which cannot furnish it, lest he accept the truth. Oh, ideas conceived for another purpose. Well, now people believe it as the truth, whereas this mm. author was saying, uh, don't do that. Whatever you do, don't say, don't take what's being said in this book as literal truth. Uh, that's not what it's for. It's for the mathematical computation. And again, the only the only problem I see sometimes, like we're not problem, I mean, I kind of agree with it, but a lot of people will have this quote being from Copernicus, which technically is from Osiander. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we'll move on from that. Uh,
4: subject. So, I mean, when it uh, on, the, on the on the just on a question for Bob, and like on the on the question on gravity again, yeah. just to expand on it, like the gravim- gravimetry or gravimetry or whatever, the, the study of the measure of it, it, aren't there variations and anomalies, and shouldn't there be none because at, at mass attracting mass in this center core, you know, shouldn't it be all um, basically um, homogeneous around the ball?
1: Well. Not not necessarily. I mean even even in the Newtonian model um, It's hard to say because even if it was a ball earth, which we know it isn't but uh, There there could be different densities different materials that would have these different dielectric accelerations within them. So theoretically Mm, um, That could make it you know make different acceleration values, right? Mm. Um, but and the fact is there are different acceleration values, but You know why exactly? What exactly is causing them? You know, we don't really know. We just know that they do exist. Yeah. So it's not a constant. (laughs) No, it's. I mean, it's general. Nine point eight meters per second squared is a generalization that works pretty good. But honestly, how how much can you really test that if you think about it? Uh, Because we've got atmosphere, you've got you know aerodynamic variables and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. to me, it's a huge generalization. Right, what about never.
4: the different kinds of materials falling at different rates and stuff?
1: Well, that's something we're still, you know, we've got all of our stuff for our tests made and ready to go. Um, but, you know, it's been snowing like a big dog for the last month in Denver and we haven't had a chance to go out and actually do these tests yet. So we're just kind of, you know, sitting around, tapping our toes, waiting for the weather to, you know, cooperate.
3: <laughs> well, I think I think that's the point, though. You'll never really be able to remove all the variables.
1: Exactly. It makes it difficult. It's all we can do is approximate it. And how long can you drop something
4: for, right? How For how far and, and, you know, that's another problem.
3: And, yeah. And the other issue, I mean, my whole problem is when I understand the frustration when flat earthers say uh, gravity doesn't exist. But at the same time, I'll be somebody who says that because I think weight exists, and that's what gravity means, is uh, weight. And I believe items it's have the, mass, and mass, uh, you know, things have weight. They, yeah,
4: so the word means uh, in the Latin. Right. Exactly.
3: Right. So I think, that, you know, that's the problem is that, yeah, if if, if you just get, that's going to come off as very ignorant, and I see that. If if I go on a TV show, which I haven't, and if I did and said, <laughs> oh, I don't believe gravity exists, immediately people will throw their arms up and be like, oh, this person is mic. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm gonna say gravity doesn't exist and throw the mic upward. no. Um, it I, I you know, I can understand where that's frustrating, but I also understand where people are saying gravity doesn't exist because gravity, as taught, uh, I don't think exists at all. You know, as far as, uh, things pulling spheres together and, and making planets and making gas giants and making everything in the uh, well, sky. What spheres. you could do
4: is have like a prop, which is a microphone, but made of, of something very light and you put helium inside a helium balloon inside and you hold it and then you say gravity doesn't exist and you let go and you just Covers.
5: That's great. We we get floating, and yeah, that's a nice idea. <laughs> I mean. That's a great idea. Iru, can we make? A, <laughs> we gotta make, a, a we, a we make. it. We can make it. We can make it. No, but for me, it's a, it's a really, you know, I, I am the, the, the guy that thinks, uh, you know, as you think, uh, Shannon. I mean, for example, it's like uh, with the Coriolis effect. You know, when the people trying to say, okay, for you, flat Earthers, Coriolis effects, it's not exist. No, yes, it exists the Coriolis effect, but not applied to the uh,
4: right. planet or right. to the Earth.
5: Right. It's not that a, it doesn't exist. It's not in a, a plane. swing or
4: in a rotating... Exactly, right. in a rotating mm-hmm.
5: surface, uh, you know, Around.
4: obviously exists.
5: And with gravity, uh, it's a mystery, man. I mean, uh, the, the the whole science trying to came up with something to explain the gravity, like supposedly they think it is. Uh, but when you're trying to, you know, the, for me, doesn't make any sense. First of all, uh, there is not a force because you cannot detect that supposedly force. It's like a condition. It's like a property right. of objects that has mass and, you know, weight, but it's not a force.
1: Right. Well, Eero, and I get exactly what you're saying too. You, there is no, there is no measurable so-called field strength to a gravity, right? Like if yeah. you transmit an RF wave, radio, you know, EM wave, you can measure that uh, magnetic fields. You can measure in micro micro teslas. You know, everything else we can actually measure this field. Um, but the only thing that is ever attributed to gravity is a characteristic, uh, of a description saying, well, it causes things to fall at 9.8 meters <laughs> per second Except- squared. So, I agree with you in that 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 particular aspect, but to deny that for whatever reason these things are, you know, No, towards no the I, ground I didn't deny is, that. Is, I, no, I know. I'm not saying you did. I'm just saying, but a lot of yeah. people are. And that that really is not a good look for us. So, mm-hmm. that's why I think we should really be doing this and trying to explain it and making
4: observations. When you have a strong magnet attracting something, right, uh, does that... Is that work in an acceleration? Do, does that create an acceleration when, when, is that something test obviously, I guess it's testable, but yeah. do you know about this?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, it, it creates a a magnetic acceleration, yes, but you know, and like I said, if you listen to Ken Wheeler, he says, you know basically the electrostatic, the electromagnetics, uh, i e dielectric um are all three heads of the same hydra, right. And it, what's interesting is, and and this is the thing that, that is bothering me, especially about the claim that uh, the more mass you have, the more gravitational pull you have. Well, experimentally, at least as far as incoherent static fields and incoherent magnetic fields, that doesn't hold true. In fact, the more incoherent and the larger incoherent mass you have, uh, you know, magnetically, the weaker that field becomes. So, I mean, it does not hold with the mainstream description of this. So, you know, there's problems with it, and they need to be figured out.
3: Yeah, and you can vary that force with whatever, larger magnets, uh, smaller distances, and I don't think that the same is true for gravity. The problem with saying, for me, that gravity exists, if you just say that, is people immediately then say, well, then the Earth can be a sphere. Then things are all being pulled to the center. Uh, Then planets can orbit the sun. Then so... That's why it's a touchy situation for flat earthers, and I see the, the issue with people saying it doesn't exist um, because I can see people say, oh, this is ridiculous. Well, how do things fall? Why do things fall? And then you just get into that whole back and forth, whereas if you say gravity does exist, then all of a sudden people can say, well, then the earth can be a sphere because it's pulling all the waters towards the center.
1: Right. That's why it's necessary to say, oh, no, because the, the, the field strength, the field energy does not exist. To, you know, sling these things around. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been thinking about this a lot. And um, to to make these claims, especially when mainstream science cannot uh, cannot measure any any actual gravitational field strength right the only thing they can do is one simple description of well it makes things cause uh, it makes things fall at 9.8 meters per second that's not good enough in fact that was the whole thing about LIGO right because nobody has ever been able to detect gravitons or any gravimetric field so that's why they had to make up this stupid fantasy of two black holes colliding together a long time ago in a galaxy far far away to be able to say well then LICO, LIGO Uh, another complete fantasy. Uh, All of a sudden these LIGO detectors shortened their physical arms and the laser laser interferometric measuring devices Picked that up at two mm-hmm. different locations in Hanford and Livingston, and said, "Bada being there's a gravitational field." But as I pointed out mm-hmm. on Globusters a million times, why then are our Glygo detectors not able to pick up this this gravitational field that is capable of from lifting up thousands of tons of oceans, <laughs> right?
4: <laughs> for the sun, from the moon, or for anything, earthquakes. It or, should, right.
3: It should be able to pick up the waves coming in off the. Oh, oh my shore. god,
1: yes, <laughs> Jared, you you're right. I mean,
4: super but, sensitive, it's huge. It's like a ma- massive Microsoft Martin machine.
1: Yeah, so that's That's what we need to be attacking, not you know whether or not it exists. We need to be attacking their stupid ass, ridiculous claims that it is capable of slinging planets and ISSs and stuff around um, because of the fact there simply is no measurable field strength. So how they can even derive this, these equations, you know, to perform orbital calculations is so over the top, make believe fantasy absurd. It needs to be called out. When a technical,
4: well sort of question you're talking about the incoherence of fields right and the static attraction like essentially dust particles will attract each other more so than you know bigger things you know that my microphone attracts my body right
1: when they become bigger what uh, i i i didn't get that say it again rodrigo that <laughs> that went right over my head i missed it so you're saying
4: cuz there's there's obviously c- certain things are not captured by this gravity Thing that pulls things down 99 meters per second. Like some certain things supposedly fall down the, those speeds, but other things also go up. But that was that was not going to be the question. The attraction force that we see between objects that you're talking about, right? Mm. That they have to be magnetic. There, that's one thing in this macro level. But I was going to ask in their model, what is holding the atoms together? Because you know, steel it's pretty you know something is holding the molecules of the thing together you can't just put your hand through
1: it well that would be that would be the bonding that would be the bonding by the charge potentials of of the molecules right molecules are made up of atoms and atoms uh, you know have these supposedly have these charges and subatomic charges. particles that you know electrons protons neutrons that have this this, yeah. this charge. But, so you would have a charge potential bonding uh, uh that is actually holding these together not gravity right that's, in that's,
4: fact that's what my point that's what my point right how can they be in the core of their model and then suddenly
1: you have outside of it it, it just doesn't apply Exactly <laughs> exactly. That's you know that's one of the big anomalies with all this. And uh, yeah. you know no, that's in
5: fact in fact, in the CERN, for example, uh, um, they measure supposedly with this uh, high um, you know uh, huge magnet. Uh, they measure the uh, three of the force uh, of the four forces in the universe so they trying to find the graviton because they cannot find it they they, they measured the uh, you know the high nuclear force the weak nuclear force the magnetism and the electricity but they cannot measure or found the graviton
1: exactly euro so-
5: I mean uh, everything uh, all the equipment all the equipment that they made they cannot <laughs> detect it. Uh, <laughs> what they need to detect they detect an electrical uh, a magnetic yeah. magnetic universe but right. not uh, all the uh, time and and, and, and <laughs> if you want to believe for example if you want to believe that muons and and um, quarks and mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know all, all these kinds of particles oh, yeah <laughs> that doesn't mean that the universe uh, is a, a heliocentric universe.
0: No, you right. still
5: are measured and uh, you are still are using particles that refer to an electrical magnetic universe. Energy. It doesn't mean that oh we find the muon. Well the earth is a sphere because we find a moon no because that is right. electrical interaction between the atmosphere and the ground if you want to and, we, and you put the machine in the middle and you detect electrical interaction so that doesn't mean that the earth is a sphere for example you know just for um right. Clarifying right.
1: Something. what well Ira, what they're trying to do is they're trying to you, you know, we know things have charge potential. We we know charge potentials exist. We know magnetic potentials exist, right? And when you combined the electric and magnetic charge potentials, you get a description that we call dielectric, right? It's a dielectric type of field. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to take that dielectric energy and call it something else. They've invented the graviton they've invented something else and rather than admitting that it has anything to do with a magnetic or static type of field or a combination thereof they're trying to make up something completely different that is a complete fantasy because at that point then they they no longer have to adhere to any scientific standards they can simply say "Well, yeah absolutely well this gravity let's let's planets sling around suns and stuff like that it is because of that reason alone because they have now taken it out of the realm of any measurability, any accountability um that that they have done this when in fact, it's nothing more than elements that we deal with every single day. It's static electricity and and magnetism
5: yeah and and you know what uh you know for example when we talk about gravity, we're trying to present uh in our you know, Conditions because we are not uh, founded by <laughs> superorganism or institution to make our own investigation. But we're trying to present like a coherence model based on electricity, magnetism and things that you can measure and trying to apply some kind of analogy. The thing is that when you trying to, you know, when you start listening uh, high quality people, all of those people are going to tell you nobody knows why objects mm-hmm. fall to the ground. So, I mean, could be out there another type of mm-hmm. force, quote-unquote, because it's not a force, but some kind of condition or, or some kind of thing that produce that condition to the object that has weight and mass go to the Earth. Of course, for me, is this, uh, you know, e- electrical magnetic uh, type of universe. But supposedly that that doesn't, is is not the case. I mean, there is another kind of thing. Well... Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that the Earth is a sphere, and because after all, after all, why the uh, the celestial body never fall, never? I mean, the condition here on the Earth is that objects go to the ground, right? But the things that we see up in the sky, no, they never move even. Not move in terms of the rotation or or see you know maybe the movement in explicit movement because of course they move but they never change altitude. I I totally agree. I mean, what is things that are what what is the the force is the time the bending of time space that make that the microphone go to the ground that doesn't have any sense at all. I mean, (laughs)
1: right. Well, this is where. This is well, where your people are trying to apply this heliocentric model and physics to flat Earth, right? To, in, in flat Earth, you know, to us, at least me personally, and I'll, I'll say this, let me specify this very clearly. To me personally, um, you know, the planets, the stars are, are probably in some sort of a liquid medium. Um, they are derived probably mm-hmm. because of sonoluminescence type effect, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, it, them not being terra firma, then all of a sudden that takes away the need for for any gravitational slinging of these these objects around. But people will say, well, how come the, the planets don't fall out of the sky? And it's because they're not terra firma. That's why, you know, again, we, we can't allow them to to bring their stupid assumptions and their model into the flat Earth model. And try and corrupt it that way, and try and debunk us that way. You we mean, cannot, they cannot be wrong, right? Right? They're not exactly. It, They're not terra firma.
4: And I was going to ask you, like, the, on the tides, for instance, the whole thing with the tides. A lot of people don't know, but you, I know you've mentioned, and, and there's a really good video out there. But there's places that don't have tides, and places where tides vary completely different. It, it really makes no sense on a ball. No, no, not yeah, at all.
3: Like fundy tides and other places like that. Yeah, I was no, but the, the, the spherical know.
5: model, yeah. the spherical model, they are still, they are still attaching the tides with the gravitation from the moon, which, which is, has no sense at all. Because, no, like right. you mentioned so many times before, here in this kind of show or Globuster or, or anyone out there, why is it, if it's a, if this affecting the, the 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 water drops that? You know, right. conforming the complete right. ocean. Why it doesn't affect satellite or or the of of the or the water in your swimming pool or you know other things? I mean, right. it doesn't have any sense for me. It, it's it's preposterous that they are keep repeating that and no other scientists question yeah. it. No, imagine
4: know? that's a magnet that doesn't attract just you know uh, uh, the same kind of substance the same way. It's, it doesn't make any sense, exactly like you're saying, if it's able to pull the ocean, it should pull smaller bodies. No,
5: and, and in fact, you know, it's this, the salt water that affects electricity and magnetism, so you have that coincidence to keep in mind. I mean, you know, sure. the, 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 we, we measure or you can at least, you can pro- present an, an alternative model based on how electricity and magnetism affects mm-hmm. salt water. So that is why in in uh, sweet water you don't have this kind of tides that uh, the equivalent mm-hmm. at the tide that you have right, in the ocean. Likes and likes and there, of course,
4: that, so what you're suggesting is that there is some effect that the moon might be having on the water, but it's not this pulling effect of the tides.
5: I, I no no no. I'm not su- uh, suggesting that. I don't know if the moon has some kind effect. of effect on water, but what I'm suggesting is that if the sun is an electrical device is an electrical uh, electromagnetic device and it's moving and we have the ether as a medium to connect the sky mm-hmm. to the uh, to the ground in this case the water and you have these big interactions between electrical and magnetic fields with salt water well that there you have at least a beginning of an alternative model maybe the moon because it's charged by the sun of course it produces uh, different type of electricity. So, of course, it's going to affect uh, the the salt water as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, but then you have the difference in um in in uh, in temperature that also create a uh, uh, current underwater. Then you have. Uh, Winds. uh, You have a lot of things not related exactly to the tide, but uh, you you need to take also the ocean Mm. as a complete uh, a complete being. You know, it's not just moving because this uh, electrical and magnetic force or gravitational force. The 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 ocean is always a lot
4: more going on. It's it's
5: volcanology
4: under the volcanoes under the sea. It's
5: like a living being.
1: You know, I mean, right. Yep. So well, anyway, not, that's, that's, that's all I'm saying about that. I'm sorry, Jaron, go ahead. <laughs> no, I
3: was just going to mention that it's you know funny. I mean, even Ken, Ken Wheeler said that you know, people who think they're smart and intellectuals will never go looking for answers to questions that they think they already know the answers to. Right. But right. You know, the whole dark matter, dark energy thing uh, are all because <laughs> of the fact that gravity or the gravity equations and everything that they've figured out mm-hmm. with gravity don't apply to the sky.
4: And so they're you. trying to hide the ether as well, which is uh, another
1: question here. And then, Bob, does the ether, it permeates everything, right? It does. Yes, it's everywhere all around us. In fact, in, in my opinion, it is the ether that is being perturbed cymatically that is actually bringing things into physical existence.
4: Agre- agreed. Right. <clears throat> right. That makes sense through sound, which is, you know, the creation itself.
1: Right. And sound, of course, when I say sound, I don't mean from uh, three to uh, 30 kilohertz, right? Uh, I'm meaning all types of vibration. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the human sound spectrum mm-hmm. th- that we can hear. Right. So vi- maybe vibrational uh, oscillation Would there be would an be a end to, to that
4: theoretically, it? Bob? That spectrum it theoretically has no end, right? We just have a way to kind of try to measure it and we have our own scale for it. But. Theoretically, it could just go on to each direction. I guess we understand it
1: as having directions in a way, in a scale. Yeah. Well, think of it this way: when, when you know, if everything is uh, is like octave-based, right? And this mm-hmm. is something that's really interesting. When you talk about harmonics, you're basically talking about going up another octave or or doubling the frequency or something like that. You could you could actually consider dimensions, right? Alternate dimensions, not as, you know, some other woo-woo, you know, some other place and time or something like that, but think about dimensions being at, a, at an entirely different oscillation or vibratory rate, right. right? So our existence consists of DC, you know, DC direct current. The density
4: uh, of matter that spiritualists would call that it's a certain kinds of density of, of the matter and then wants to transcend this body. You're off to a different realm. Then
1: you are at a at a different vibrational level or another octave that that is outside of our known realm of oscillations. Right now, you know our our oscillations are going from like DC, so to speak, you know direct current, to up into the gamma range, right? Uh, gamma light. Um, and then what goes beyond that? What What is a million times higher than that, that oscillation rate? Or, you know, uh, we also right. base these oscillations based on what we perceive of as time. Well, what if this concept of time is something different somewhere else and there are actually sub-oscillations in a different, you know, temporal frame of reference you know mm-hmm. to create another realm of of a, or a dimension right now that's something that we can actually wrap our head around and that's something that to me actually makes sense rather than having you know 42 different dimensions you know multiverse. exactly here, here it makes breaths. a lot more sense to me
5: yeah the yeah. important thing here what what i take it uh from all this kind of discussion is that after uh 10,000 years, we we, we don't uh, advance uh, or going forward in the main uh, important question of life. We, we don't have a clue. Right. You know, what I mean, why we are here, how all this works. Uh, no, well, we create computers, microwaves, radio, television, internet, fine. How? Is that the human beings exist, and what is uh, the magical thing that give lives, and where are the thoughts in in terms of the dimension? We don't have a clue. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> Right. It doesn't matter
5: how technology you but, have,
4: but we know that the body is full of this electromagnetic stuff as yeah, well. Yeah,
5: but that kind of things, <laughs> it's always well known for the yeah. fr- from other civilization in the past, and and I oh, believe yeah. the other civilization has uh, a really best yeah. understanding of our oh, yeah. spiritual existence. Yeah, you well, know, and where... and
4: why would it be hidden? This is one of the questions, you that I think is fascinating because we we get this kind of mainstream history in school, right, and then. Nobody learns about Chinese astronomy from the 10th century. You know how developed it was, and how they had these manuals and maps and whatnot. Why not? You know, it's the, people are deprived from this stuff, and and then they they're just bombarded with propaganda. But it's out there, and it's crazy. That's that's a, a, one another crime. You know, comparable to those songs, on uh, a different level. You know, like you're saying, all this stuff from the past. they should be. This should be. You know, basic stuff early on when, you, when you're learning about the world. You know what people in the past have thought and how different it was, and and how you should make your own mind on on how to proceed from there. You know,
1: I think.
5: Yeah, yeah, me too, man. Uh,
1: yep, I too. agree. But you know, we need to we need to get away from this theoretical. You know, using wild imagination stuff of things that we can never you know possibly even grasp or, you know, like the whole concept of of you know, gravitational waves supposedly when they're passing through an object that they will actually physically change its size. We have no example of that anywhere. <laughs> and to and for science to allow that to just slip through the clack, not only just <laughs> slip through the cracks, but be based upon the greatest discovery since Einstein, right, of gravitational uh, waves is patently absurd. I mean, talk about geez. going off into Narnia. Wow. Wow. Yeah, the mistakes
4: that they, they get caught up on, it's like they're so crazy. I guess they people have to dismiss them because, you know, how how does that work to save their face, right? How do you save their face? You know, Ido was showing that uh, thing in the Nobel Prize, the Physics Nobel Prize. Yeah, the
5: coffee no, cup we not exactly. <laughs> we explain the universe with a cup of coffee with cream and milk. That that you know, just there, it's telling you we don't know a fact about the universe we're still trying and we just create like a matrix upon another matrix of i mean the natural matrix we created an alternative that it's only true in your mind and through our devices like the computer and uh, you know television things like that we're going to tell you stories about what we think it is but we don't have any
4: clue And we cannot go there, we cannot
5: go there, we cannot even recreate in lab this kind of stuff.
4: (laughs) You know, they have the money for the Nobel Prize and have the prestige and that's what counts, you know, in, in their world. That's good enough. That's why you get these nerds that they want to try some propulsion system with some whatever they make up that they claim is going to work in space. You know, they can get a bunch of money if you go and they have an engineering degree or do a master's, whatever. You can get a NASA grant and work on this idea, get paid, make a little machine and then go, you know, babble about about how it should be working you know, 200 years from now. It should lead into something, you know, <laughs>
2: it's possible dude, nowadays. Dude, the, the way I see like all of this... Uh, a big part of the whole lie in general, it's about uh, like this, this metaphysical advantage of this group of people, you know, the grapplers think they have um, understanding energy better than us. And so the ether is an energy field. Gold is superconductive, maybe has a high p- magnetic permeability they know about. That's why gold's always been so important. Mm-hmm. It's all about like harnessing literal energy and that we're and they're encompassing the energy field. And if none of us know about it, they feel like they have this
1: huge metaphysical advantage. You know? <laughs> Exactly, Austin. Yeah, spot on. Yep.
5: Yeah, and, and and like I like I mentioned before, when you go to um, to Kabbalistics, um, you have the um, the concept of um, uh, of um, particle universe was created by mm-hmm. the Kabbalah. The and monads the and things exactly.
4: like that. Exactly, right?
5: all that kind of thing. The Sephiroth are, are are transferred into quote unquote science, and then you have the Jesuit order that create the heliocentric model. And for me, when you go into the symbolics of that, you can clearly see why they both use, for example, the same kind of Messiah, the same kind of cloth, the same uh, book, which is the Bible, the Judeo-Christian religion. So they work together and they present, they they keep this heliocentric model on the road because they work together. All the people behind, all the people behind the quantum theory are Kabbalists. All of it. And then you have all the guys behind the heliocentric and big bang universe are from the Jesuit order and that is mainstream. Science that is mainstream uh, history. This is not even a conspiracy or something. Right, right, right. It's Take easy it to out find the list of, of the astronomers, right?
4: Exactly. The, yeah, yeah, and their orders, their scientific institutions—they they're proud of it, right? You be you talked about this.
5: Completely before. proud of it. Exactly. They they go there, out there in the mainstream and saying, well. Uh, now we can appreciate very, very good how the Kabbalistic 2000 years ago, they know uh, how the, the Big Bang was created and all mm. this particle universe that you can separate and divide and split this atom in thousands of other particles, subatomic particles, they are all Kabbalists and, and exactly. they are, uh, you know, and then you have the Chesuit Order presented the heliocentric model of the universe, I mean, the Kabbalists they they are talking about tiny 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 spheroides mm-hmm. and the Chesuit order talks about the biggest spheroid, which mm-hmm, is the mm-hmm. planet, supposedly the stars, and you know that kind of thing.
1: Yep, and, and, and they work
5: together in religion and in science.
1: Exactly, Uru. and and what do we have now uh, for the latest branch of Kabbalistic science? Is none other than quantum mechanics, right? Okay. Uh, right. it, again, it's all about this bean counting. They deny uh, that, that, that to them everything has to be physical, has to be mm-hmm. countable, yeah, um, you know, absolutely has to be materialistic. Yeah, has it's to so be material. weird
4: because that's what we're been establishing, right, inside their atom atomic model and everything. It's it's not like that you have to have the electric electricity is what connected us here that's why we're talking and and the, the, uh, the that charge that, that Jaron was talking about the other day That people get that you to be a earther to you know disagree with their model you have to be against science right whereas actually science is confirming what we, you've been talking about for years and and the ether and and the light and all this stuff and and yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy that yeah, we need to be going running back in circles uh, to to you know uh, against these yeah like the MacToons, you know whatever. That's yeah. It's it's just why it makes you wonder why we're here. Is what Edo was saying before. Why you know if if people cannot see what's right in front of their face,
1: <laughs> it's pretty well. Sorry for frustrated a little bit. <laughs> no, I mean Are we all he, he, we. We all get upset with with these things because, you know, we have to deal with it and we have to confront, you know, confront it on a daily basis. And, um, you know, it's all good that everybody has different opinions and different thoughts about stuff. But a lot of the a lot of the times these these different belief systems, um, they people want to extend them into something more than that. You know, they want to insist that they are actually reality And what really bugs me is when people start attacking other people because they have different opinions, you know, in that general area. So, and that's all I'm going to say about that. But uh, it it is crazy. Uh, But the best thing to do is just just honestly look into this this stuff and have discussions about it. Just like what we're doing right now, you know, right here, right now on Jaren's show, we're we're talking about this. And, uh, you know, nobody's getting their feathers ruffled or anything like that. And I think... Really, we have a lot more common ground than than most people might think. It's just a matter of, you know, being willing being willing to uh, let the defenses drop.
3: Yeah, it's okay, it's okay to disagree. Sometimes you just have to listen and or, and and not. I don't know. It's kind of important.
4: So, Imagine if everybody just agreed on everything. That's a that's a religious sect. That's how it is. Everybody just has to agree on everything. Yeah, right. That's the way but most
3: I people think it needs to go. That we all need to agree, or else there's a problem. And I don't think that's the way it is at all. <laughs>
4: Uh, it shouldn't be like that actually the fact that you disagree on details means that you're pushing forward in different directions otherwise you're locked into a system you're not growing
2: Exactly, exactly. Yeah.
3: and it's okay not to believe today not to agree today because the more you hear it sometimes that's what it takes and then something you see a week from now or a month from now or a year from now makes it all click and you kind of go back and oh, okay now that makes sense because I mean anybody who thinks they know everything today is wrong <laughs> I hate to tell you guys <laughs>
1: Well, you know, like I was saying the other day, you know, the people that think they know everything are really annoying to s- are really annoying to those of us who do. You know, that's <laughs> just kidding, guys. Oh boy, here we go. Here we go. I could just hear the clips now. Oh boy, Bob thinks he knows everything.
3: <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> it's too funny. Have you gotten any more feedback, Austin, on your debate? people up in arms about it how do they feel uh
2: yeah i mean of course the is the gammas are still in of full course. freak out melt mode but i had a conversation with mctoon a little bit um because in the debate i had asked him about the necessary antecedent to gas pressure being a physical container and he just shuck and jived. and um mm, well it, on the comments so yeah it, it is dude and on the comments he finally started to uh, readdress it like trying to draw me back in i was like look man i know more about your religion than you bro i'm not trying to teach you and he kept poking me so we went down the roll and sure enough he doesn't even know the distinction between einsteinian gravity and newtonian gravity and which one he's invoking and how is gravity (laughs) affecting gas and what's the mass of the gas and again it still needs a physical it's exhausting bro it's just a sci-fi
4: nerd kind of uh, you know watches space.com and memorizes it or something
2: right I saw
3: some videos showing that he's admitted that he's learned a lot from flat earthers.
4: <laughs> at so, least. Yeah, at least. Yeah. No, but I like how you wouldn't let him get away with it, Austin. That's what I really like. it uh, Because, you know, what he was trying to do is very annoying. And I like how you recapitulated the situation said, this is what's going on and you're not going to get away with it. And he just kept on coming back to that Dwayne Kellen video.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
4: Ugh. But at least, I mean, it, it looked bad for him that he did that. I think because anybody, even if you're a global, you're like, okay, man, show us more evidence. This it's pretty clear. He was dodging the question.
2: Right. And dude, for me, like, uh, I think a lot of people thought I, like, enjoyed that. And I was like, I'm dominating him. But, like, it right. was it was exhausting to me because I right. thought it, like, undermined the value of the content. You we we were to do it. Right. We, it was an you. hour. It was an hour and a half. We could have talked about all kinds of things. It could have been super informative for the third-party viewer, but instead he wanted to like make it where it was just constant wizardry. Yeah, that's crazy.
3: It seemed to be all it was, and they, they always have to play that game. I mean, they I don't know if they have any other defenses, you know? Uh, Iru, you want to talk about that Taboo video a little bit? I know Rodrigo hadn't seen it. or Yep, the, did, did the beer
4: or the um, coffee.
5: Coffee will Pull it up here, the famous uh, coffee, yeah. The coffee drinking in the bag of <clears throat> plastic bag
3: yeah. Because I wanted to get your take on it. Um, I thought it was, yeah, interesting, uh, but
5: you know, let's bring it up here.
7: Oops, not that one, or is it this one?
3: Um, I guess we could watch the whole video. How long is it? It's only five minutes. We'll watch it today yeah.
7: yeah. to present indisputable evidence Oops, that space. Sorry, Did hello I'm sorry. everyone. I'm back today to present indisputable evidence that space is fake. And that the Earth is flat. <laughs> Let's first begin with an utter debunking of NASA, the International Space Station, and SpaceX. These shocking fakery proofs come from YouTuber Tell Me What You Love. If you're not a subscriber, you must subscribe to his channel because I can't do his work justice. He combines hard hitting proofs with music and laughter. It's awesome. I'll have a link in the description, but please head over there and subscribe. These are all great proofs of space fakery, but I'm going to save the best proof for last. This first clip is from SpaceX. I'm sure all of you remember how alleged space rocket launch... Now, you're, you've seen this before? You've seen these ones I've pointed out before, right? Where this, uh-huh. yeah,
3: know, yeah. The camera points yes, straight right. down yes, the whole time. Exactly. And, and well, in right.
5: fact, I have a, a high-altitude balloon uh, from a launch from SpaceX it's at the beginning of the SpaceX. And uh, yeah. Same Nobody thing. goes out there, <laughs> no no Just rocket actually- to get out of this world.
7: <laughs> the arc and fall back down towards the earth. I have definitely shared these videos many times, but you'll often read in the comments where the globe propaganda's claims that the rocket has to level out to get into space. It's nonsense. There's absolutely no evidence supporting this claim, and the altimeter information provided by NASA contradicts the assertion. SpaceX launches are no different than NASA. But this clip will prove it. There's the space scam rocket, and it also arcs back downward, just like NASA. Of course, the propagandist is rearing to say that the SpaceX rocket has to arc downward to get into space. So what's the problem? Well, the SpaceX rocket had a camera on it. The rocket turns horizontally, but the camera angle does not change. Oops, SpaceX Uh, sucks at CGI as well, (laughs) but it's pretty hard to keep all the lies straight, I imagine. The next proof is quick, and probably not the best one out there, but check out this SpaceX launch. It looks like the bird, or whatever it is, actually goes through the rocket. I don't know what to make of it, but it's fascinating. Are there actually SpaceX rocket launches? Of course there are, but what we see on television is primarily CGI. But let me get to the best proof of 2020. The video clip we're going to watch comes from this semi-official video.
3: So this is the one that we're talking about here, Rodrigo. I'll have
7: a link in the description. I love this clip because (laughs) it involves the dumbest of the astronauts named Don Pettit. Although this one isn't his fault because he played his acting role fairly well. But this is hilarious. So Don Pettit was supposedly demonstrating drinking coffee in space. Yes, very important. Of course, this part is sped up. But now we're going to watch the clip unedited. The sound is messed up in the original video, but that's not really the issue. Watch carefully.
2: And the wa- the coffee continues to climb up at acute angle,
8: and, and until the whole bag is drained.
0: And and.
7: That is the coup de grace, the color of the coffee impossibly separated from its container. Without question, 100%, NASA is lying and using CGI to fake space. That my friends is a blatant CGI error and there is no excuse. It can't be an innocent glitch of any sort because the color entirely separated from the CGI object. NASA is busted. The ISS is busted. NASA is a criminal organization that steals $61,748,634 per day under false pretense. Thank you. Tell me what you love for this astounding proof. We'll come back and talk about it. Let's just finish the video. Of NASA's lies. Don, we really enjoyed that. This is a lot of fun. I just want to quickly cover another ugly duckling horizon proof from Wide Awake. Please subscribe to his channel if you haven't. As a quick refresher, the 16-foot ocean channel marker called Cutter Rock was 11.23 miles away from Wide Awake. Wide Awake brought his camera down to just 28 inches off of the water. Watch this small clip from Wide Awake.
2: Camera's here,
1: water's right there, I mean a few inches above, but uh, there's Cutter's Rock.
2: You can see it flashing, and I'm at 28 inches.
7: Based on the official dimensions of the globe, the very top of that rack should be 43 feet below the horizon. But the ugly duckling horizon proof is even better because that globe horizon, if it existed, should have been closer than 1.9 miles. Instead, the horizon was obviously further than 11.22 miles, which means that none of that rack is being hidden behind a curvature. The globe physical horizon does not exist and because that physical globe horizon does not exist as mandated by the globe model, there simply is no globe. There you have it. They lied about space, and they lied about the fundamental shape of the Earth. Yes, it's rather shocking, but that big truth will bring you closer to your Creator and set you free.
1: Hey, so. thanks for proving the globe, you flatards. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I mean, these are going to start popping up everywhere. So, great job to Taboo to point this out. And again, you can see the physical horizon, the supposed edge of the sphere, far beyond where it should be. I mean, you know, at least ten miles, or eleven miles, twelve miles past where it should be. And uh, once again, you have somebody that's going to be out to debunk this, right, Ranty? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> okay, should be interesting. Yeah. Have you have you heard his? Has he told you at all what what his debunk is, or?
6: No, no. He um, he contacted me today and said, uh, "Would he be uh, welcome to come and do a presentation this evening on the black swan and how he's going to explain it on a globe Earth?" So should be interesting. That's Bob, the science guy.
3: I can't even begin to imagine what he's going to come up with. So definitely <laughs> worth tuning in. That'll be on your channel tonight. Uh, and then, what's the other thing you have going?
6: And then after that, we've got Earth that's oh, yeah. doing a, a gyroscope. So he's he's pulled apart his gyroscope and he's taken out the GPS tracking on it, etc. And he's got it all wired up to his PC and everything. And he's filming it on a few different, um, uh, you know, like cameras. And he's going to be doing it live. So he's going to be showing the gyroscope working live. And he's going to be looking for any kind of uh, earth turn that he doesn't think we're going to find. So we'll see.
1: So Shane, is, is his uh, gyroscope, uh, it's an electric one, I take it? because it was part of a GPS or part of a gyro compass? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, That that's good because one thing I will say about the mechanical gyroscopes is we found out Um, you know recently in fe core is even if you have a really really nice gyroscope there once you get above specific rpms and below specific RPMs, something that will uh, that will happen with the gyroscopes is they will experience something that is called friction torque right In, in other words the friction itself will cause a specific amount of torque that will actually cause the gyro to process and if you are an overzealous glober um, or somebody with no common sense whatsoever, you would be tempted to call that earth rate drift, which it is not.
3: <laughs> will, it, so, will it rotate or will it drift or whatever you want to call it, process in opposite directions based on the
1: RPMs? Uh, actually, yeah, it does. It, it does drift in opposite directions.
3: Right. Well, that's a problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a huge problem. <laughs> it's a huge problem. And like I said, there, there's quite a kerfuffle over that. Um, so is just opposite. a slowing down of it?
4: Uh, over time, is that it from from some sort of viscosity of the air or something like this or no?
1: Yeah, um you'll have to read it in the F E core chat and I'll I'll tell you all about it. But it yeah. it turned into one huge mess. But basically at a at a
3: at a high RPMs then the friction is causing it to uh, basically overprocess. I don't know, that's probably not the right word. And then at a lower, then it kind of moves backwards over time, because yes, of the exactly. mechanical nature of it.
1: Yeah, and it all has to do with with the basic friction characteristics of the of the gyro itself. You know, the bearings or whatever. Um, there there becomes when you go up uh, beyond a certain RPM, um, the friction of the bearings then becomes a significant factor and will cause a precession. Um, and then there's a sweet spot where you know it doesn't do anything but then the opposite occurs um, on the downspin where the bearing friction uh, the 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 motion of the gyroscope is not causing enough of a gyroscopic lock to stop it from processing and then it processes in the opposite direction which right. like I said you've got, two things happening there you've got the the uh, procession in opposite directions which is a huge problem um, but then depending on where you cut off those rpm's and do your measurements uh, some people might be uh, tempted to uh, call those earth rate precessions you know by averaging it out and mm-hmm. oh my god mm-hmm. um, especially because one of those things
3: Focault didn't have any problems with that and Spyro didn't have any problems with that <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> i know
1: no, they had and no then there are other issues Exactly. And then there are other people that call, you know, call like our little $300 precision gyros, they call them toy gyroscopes because they're so small. But the, the interesting thing is, is, uh, you know, FeCore um, about, uh, I don't know, three, four months ago got a hold of a really nice uh, gyro compass. And the, the, this thing is absolutely huge. But what's really interesting about it is the gyroscopic element itself is actually smaller Then our supposed toy gyroscopes are precision gyroscopes. Hmm. So size really doesn't seem to matter, you know, and anybody that tells you that they have to be a certain size, unfortunately that's just not true. So Bob, I was just wondering one
4: thing, if you know and whether it makes sense to even think that there would be any effect of the such as the Elias effect on gyroscopes during during
1: eclipses. Uh you know, I would I don't know, but I would speculate that yes, there would be, because um, I think that that one of the things that is going on with the gyro compass and how it will automatically find north, um, but not, not entirely automatically, you have to tell it what latitude that you're at. Um, but I think what's going on there is something that is caused by Lenz's law where essentially you have the ether that's rotating and you also have the magnetic field that is rotating. And I believe that that is exerting a specific amount of pressure on the gyroscope itself. And then the gyroscope, because of that field, uh, uh, cutting across the the conductive surface of the gyroscope it is then generating a counter magnetic field which is creating this lenz's law type of effect lenz's law for those of you that don't know what that is um, it's the effect that that when you take a magnet, for example, and you drop it down the center of a copper pipe, and, of course, copper, mm-hmm. you know, being a non-magnetic or any type of non-magnetic material, if you drop that magnet down that pipe, it will slow way down and just barely creep through Then, So what's actually happening is the same thing that I believe is happening with the gyroscope. The magnet as it passes down the center of the pipe is moving it's that motion magnetic field and we all know that when you have a magnetic field in motion it then induces a current flow right Uh, an electron flow if you will. And conversely, whenever you have a current flow or an electron flow through a conductor, which copper would be, mm-hmm. it generates a magnetic field. Well, this magnetic field just mm-hmm. happens to be 180 degrees in opposition to the magnetic field that's causing it as it drops down. Therefore, you get this repulsive effect that slows it way down. This is called mm-hmm. Lenz's Law. And mm-hmm. so in answer to your question, Rodrigo, yeah, I believe that that uh, the, uh, the uh, Elias effect could very much have something to do with that because you know when you have an eclipse, um, uh, it only would stand a reason you know in the EM model that you would ge- be getting changes and variations in the EM field, which could very significantly exactly. cause that to happen. Sorry for the long-winded answer. No, but yeah, I mean it, it would have to be connected somehow through the ether. Yeah, that
6: masking floor that you're showing there, Jaron, is Jaron. It's uh, wow.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, Iru, I mentioned it right before. Iru was thinking that he doesn't quite agree with it. But Iru, what do you think that it is? Uh, go ahead and explain what you think.
5: Um, Versus, well, I first guess? of all, uh, what I'm saying before is that we have so many examples of the uh, fakery inside the ISS that these kind of things, for me, is not conclusive thing because I, I have seen... You know, so many times uh, because I work on television, the glitches, uh, you know, the type of glitches that um, uh, you're going to receive that uh, it's for me that kind of I never uploaded uh, that kind of idea because uh, you, 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 if you are working every day with um, uh, streaming you're going to see really, really weird things in terms of compression uh, of the signal sended by or managing in, in terms of um, uh, internet, uh, um, you know, uh, sending, receiving. So uh, this kind of a split of the color could be uh, some kind of malfunction. This is not for me anything that is conclusive in terms of, oh, because... Uh, they are doing this or this this uh, color uh, this um, color separation is there uh, that must be a cgi or a fakery because after all the complete video when uh, don Pettit is drinking this coffee it's a you know, 30 seconds, one minute uh, with uh, this kind of uh, blue background that could be easily made in a zero G plane. I mean, this is not something that, uh, (laughs) for me at least, is something that, or this is conclusive fakery inside the ISS. We have so many other examples to conclude that, that this is not even uh, how, how you know that this is inside of the ISS. For example, because I, I never found the complete experiment, the complete video. And even if if the if he take out the background, uh you know, type of uh, silk background that he had, uh, what what does matter? I mean, it's just uh when the videos get end, everything is like uh, having this compression
1: issue. So, yep. here does you, it? Does it even look like he's really drinking anything to you? It doesn't to me. No. I don't think he's yeah, drinking
5: anything. Yeah, I, I I I watched that part, and if you start looking into the the inside of the bag, uh, the plastic bag, is supposedly he's he's uh, drinking something. I mean, the liquid is start to uh, you 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 can compare at the beginning, at the end, and you have less liquid inside that bag. But I mean. They, they have been practicing and playing with liquids inside of zero, zero G planes like from the 80s, from the 70s. I mean, it, for me, it's like, a, well, this could be another uh, issue for the ISS or not, but uh, it's not a conclusive thing because you have this kind of compression thing going on. And in fact, when you see a lot of the uh, actual uh, ISS um, life, when you have this Ugly compression when with, with the background is static and the astronaut uh, are moving and start to melt down in colors and and weird things. Well, you know, unfortunately, that that is why the compression works. I mean, if you have mm-hmm. an a static background, the the computer knows that that is static, so it's not going to apply uh, a bit rate on that particular background. So. The computer lives static. That is why the astronaut art star melting down in colors because that is the way the compression works, and it's completely fine. It's not because you are using a blue screen or or, or green screen in the background. It doesn't have any nothing to do with that. Well, I know I there's the, a lot of.
6: I see the yeah. liquid bouncing off the the open end that he's drinking out of when he. When he takes it away from his mouth you see the liquid bouncing back and forth and then it, it it's there i mean it's it's <laughs> it's right on the end it's it doesn't escape the, the bag at all no
5: supposedly he invented that kind of uh, quote-unquote technology for drinking coffee we don't we don't uh without having issues Wait, what, what with te- the liquid bouncing all around you know it's like have like a like a special protection inside that keeps the coffee Uh, just in 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 some part of the bag of the plastic bag it's an an open plastic
6: it's an open plastic end on the end it's not open bag at the end
5: yes it's open but it's like a dual layer plastic thing where where you have liquid content inside of this uh, plastic bag it's not uh he explained it so that's uh, why it stays down that's Uh, why
3: it stays down here it's supposed to and stays down here that's kind of the design of it
5: doesn't, yeah, exactly. That doesn't is the like uh, kind of uh, a super invention for drinking coffee in space, you know. I just think and this that part is really weird. I don't. Is, I don't. Complete. How... It's weird. It's very weird. It's weird. Because There's one
6: actually, yeah, You know, the lemon one. I don't know if you've seen that one before. Oh yeah, Gerald. let me bring that up. Uh, yeah, I've seen it recently.
3: I think Taboo put it on his video, but oops.
5: Well, that is that that is another thing. More, you know, more more. If you ask to me, this is more impressive than the bag. Than the, the plastic bag, for example, because Oops. the the chance that you're gonna have some kind just... of error like this, based on natural behavior of the compression, the computer, the image, the video, blah blah blah, it's very very rare. I mean, <laughs> this is more like a something that yeah, it's a another layer, if you want to see in that way, because that that that's strange, you know. I mean, you are not going to have this fade with the finger passing over. the I don't
3: think so. I think, I mean, if I tried to film it on, no matter what camera I try and film it on, I'm not going to ever get that.
5: No, no. You're the the only explanation that you can have is some kind of uh, weird motion blur at the beginning where the finger is like uh, penetrating the lemon, but after that the, the hand is uh, um, start to slowing down, you don't have any more this motion blur. So it, it doesn't have any sense to mix uh, together the images. You know, I mean, uh, it's a, it it's seems like it, the strange, hand's coming strange. from
4: behind, right? The lemon. And then it At goes the through it. Yes, yes.
3: Certainly what it looks like.
2: For me, these, these videos are just like sprinkles on the icing, oh, you yeah. know, because, I mean, you just only need one time. And then that means they are faking it at least once, which means why wow, you got to fake it. Um, but for me, both of these look like CGI glitches for sure.
3: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I, I can't understand on the other one at all how you would have a color separation and leave the leave the bag clear. I mean, that to me, it seems like he would be basically doing this whole thing with just a clear bag. And you could very easily put in this kind of fake coffee which doesn't even look like coffee to me but it just seems like something yeah. you could add in post-production or something and i don't know and then yeah but they, like they
5: can use for example honey if you want to make some kind of you know shelly um, uh, type of liquid with that kind of color i mean it, it does it doesn't have any sense to leave the image as as it is. Uh, if you have the opportunity to pass production, or and, and at that time, this kind of CGI liquids, uh, it's very strange. I mean, it's very difficult to manage liquid in CGI. It's not easy. <laughs> no, it's and not easy. But I would just picture it's an if an old we... video. It's not uh, from our, the, you know, no, this era has been around for a while. of. Uh... Yeah, it's been around for a while, right? Years. Yeah, 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 years. So, yeah. so I mean It just uh, seems when, weird to w when, me if when you... you work in in when you work with um, streaming, uh, you have a lot of uh, and I am not an expert but I right. have seen people because I, I participate in live shows and things like that, you know, with be a satellite quote I quote images from musical and things like that and you have a lot of wide range of uh, technology that split color you can send separate uh, um, um, you can send in, in uh, separate channels separate colors for you know but there's no, you th- have there, a there, there's, it's there. not RGB you, you have a lot of things when you uh, trying to transmit uh, video the way I so, kind of
3: think about it you're tell me where I'm wrong here is that, you know, if I had a plastic water bottle and I put some sort of blue liquid in it. If I move that bottle back and forth, I do it very fast, I flip that bottle, whatever, um, how would you ever have the blue liquid separate itself from the bottle and leave the bottle appearing to be empty like this? Because there's nothing for the, you know... I, I,
5: but you, you, still have, you still have the different uh, grade uh, on, on, the, on the part of supposedly the liquid. I mean, you have that kind of thickness in the in the bottom of the plastic bag, right? But I know what I mean. This you still have like a dark blue color. If you go a you little back in time, because I cannot, right. I, I cannot use your uh, yeah uh, you the mouse to, to say what what I mean. But
3: you have to uh, tell me what you know.
5: Not not that part. Uh, let us okay. just finish. Let uh, I mean. Just that kind of behavior in liquids uh, for that time, uh, that video in time.
6: To be honest, it would take him a long time to get a good drink of
2: coffee. <laughs> Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think this is retarded, bro. I'm not even going to lie. I think this is definitely... Uh, the way I see it... I, Because the best I'm understanding of what you're saying is that it it would just be like a video glitch where it moved it over. But what doesn't make sense to me is the overlay of the cover separating. But why would there not be anything still there? I can see it glitching over a little bit to the right, but not like removing it from the bag, if you see what I'm saying. Right. Exactly. You still
5: still see this part of the bag. Yeah, the problem
3: is How how, how how could the video have any idea of what the bag would look like empty?
2: Exactly.
5: No, but in that part is the only part that has color. Is that the only channel different than the you know the plastic? The plastic is transparent, and you have only the background, which is blue. You don't have even the don't pet it in the scene to see if other colors are treated in the same way.
3: Gotcha. All right.
5: So you know, I mean, but but I am not half here. If you start looking into possible glitches. Uh, based on uh, live transmitting video you're gonna have like a super wide range of super strange things. So that is why I am not saying the ISS is real, no no, 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 no. not at all. It's not it's, we get it, yes. yeah, it's not completely conclu- I mean this totally is just right. like far a more, separation color you know produced by the signal and because it's at the end of the signal maybe somebody take you know press the button okay stop recording stop sending signal so you have all these kind of glitches but nothing more than, than that i mean we have so many other proof uh, tangible proof that the ISS yeah, is if fake
4: I, if i may chime in here like uh, i i would say you know to settle the deal you you would have to find a video that has the same kind of glitch happening that's not a NASA video because in a NASA video, everyone's got their defenses up. We know that they've been faking so much that we, we're going to be very suspicious, right? Uh, what we see in the behavior of the liquid and so on there'll it, be many details. And the fact that it is a NASA video makes it more of a problem to to settle the argument for Idru. Yeah, you know. No, no, no of
5: could... course. And, and if you yeah. see if you see the video uh, at that moment, it's not just the orange color that moved to the right. It's the complete image that has like a Moving in, the, in into the right of the—that's uh,
6: why I think it's a layering problem.
5: Right. Yeah. yeah, you know. What, yeah, you but know what... layering could be a color channel layering. It's not doesn't because if they want to fake the the, the thing is. I me, agree with you on just, this one. I agree with you on this
3: one. That the fact is that you could do this on a zero g-, g-, g plane easily, and you'd mm-hmm. be able to de- develop some okay. device with liquid in it. You should be able to do this without faking it. So the fact, that, exactly. they would be, the fact that, that they would be faking that, uh, this is ridiculous. Yeah. It would be so easy just to do it's, it for It's like for the, 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 the Oakland
5: razor, point. you know, I mean, right. why are you going to post-product these? First of all, you know, at that time, the, I, I, I really tell you, I mean, the CGI in terms of the uh, fluid is very difficult to achieve.
4: Do you remember? It's this from? Do you remember the date?
5: But, I mean, even if you look
3: at the NASA symbol, I mean, this is how bad mm-hmm. this video is. I mean, the NASA symbol is well, something you Well, see. I think
2: they might just got a little too big for their britches, and they tried to whip the CGI out a little early, and that's why something this obvious happened. But right. I, I don't know. You
3: know? No, and I, I still think, I mean, I understand Eru's position. <laughs> My position is I can't imagine this happening, how it would remove this color and leave this bag looking... Empty. Again,
4: uh, I, a, I understand a little bit the idea of the color channels because I know how that's how color correction works. You can turn to completely turn off the reds and and so on. And in some uh, systems of television, how television is transmitted, it is transmitted yeah, in different yes. channels. Okay, I see what television, you're saying.
3: Television, like if you did a, a, it's not, if you did like it, a, a color, uh, what was it called? Uh, it's it would chroma be different
4: key. than uh, a digital production. Okay, that
3: color. makes sense. That makes sense. So you're saying if you no, I mean, chroma wait, but, but, keyed, if you chroma keyed out the this color, it would appear. Yes. It would Look like this. It would leave this. Is that kind of what you're saying, Eero? Yeah. You
4: could yes, test exactly. it. You could
5: test it. And, You could and, test and, the proposition. And not just that, but in television. We don't use RGB directly. You 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 have like another setup in in terms of the channeling that you use for color. It's not RGB. RGB is just the computer in terms of the monitor, but right. uh, you have. The white, red, green, blue, yeah. I, I cannot remember exactly yeah. the, the, the the name of that they use, but you have a lot of wide range like I, and I know that I'm very generic at that moment because I cannot remember the names technically, but you have you know streaming video is uh, it, it, it could be very nightmare in terms of how you receive the signal and blah 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 blah. So I mean again, this could be something that belongs. To the streaming itself, or belong to a fakery in post production, which I don't believe, because if you play the video, if you play the the video, you're gonna have after that, you're gonna have the typical compression uh, compression situation where it start appear all like tiny squares. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you so, know what, I, 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 gotcha.
1: I honestly do not think that there's any coffee in that bag whatsoever. Furthermore, I think that Baller Iru has the real Iru tied up in the back <laughs> room. Could be. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
7: Yeah, it could
6: you know, be, man. You know what, this reminds, me of, this reminds me of the nose out on 9-11 right. with the plane. Right. You know where the plane goes through the building and they've right. got that glitch.
7: Yeah.
4: Just yeah, like it, it- yeah, yeah. I, you know, for, for for on the other hand, you know, I I get Ido's initial point was that you know there's a lot of evidence. Like for instance, the the one who Scott Kelly and the other astronauts when they take that f- backflip or whatever and they get all entangled and someone has to press the button. In the wall, and you hear the noise, and you see the the string pulling against the the shirt. You know that's very very conclusive. That's the kind of thing that that is just very much. You know that it's like a nail in the head kind of thing. There's no way around it. That
0: you hear all the noises
4: here. Here, you know, we we can get these these arguments. I mean. And, and I know, you know, I understand people being very, very suspicious of NASA, but I, that, and I don't, I don't find it conclusive, in, 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 but I understand what you're saying, too, that it's possible. It is possible, but also, you know, you can test it. You can color correct the video and see if you can get rid of just the yellow. In the yeah, other I just think it's, it's good the, to add to the, the pre- preponderance.
3: It's just good to the keep adding these things. Because you never, I think that you, to say something would ever be conclusive, There, there could be an answer for anything. Yeah.
5: I mean, it, yeah, it the could, problem is that we don't have other color to test in that image. Unfortunately, we have the blue color and nobody else on the on the image. So you don't have that is why I say it's not conclusive because you don't have other color right. to test how separate the, the, the color channel. You but, know, but because you get, you,
4: you, yeah, sorry. No, sorry, Jaren. You get what I mean by the Scott Kelly one being very conclusive in 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 comparison?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think that there's, I don't know, the whole one of the astronauts flipping in that whole moment where it kind of glitches out, I think is highly, I mean, again, I don't deal with it as much as Yiru. That's why I like to ask you these questions, because I don't deal every day with editing like that. Uh, in, in my editing, mm-hmm. in my video editing, in my video software, I've never seen anything like that. Now that's just, I don't do live transmissions of my video, right? Mm-hmm. If I did... I mean, I do sometimes, but I'm saying I don't.
5: Yeah, but you are, you are, you are talking about, for example. Let me just clarify this. Okay. They are completely different when you are streaming via internet than when you are transmitting via, um, I don't know which is the name in English, but uh, you know, when when you have, for example, a camera, exactly, when you have a camera and that camera has a pack to transmit signal to another receiver, maybe two kilometers away or 200 meters away, it's completely different. It's not the same kind of um, technology that you use when you transmit on right. Internet that's why I'm cable. saying.
3: That's why I don't. I'm saying I don't. I don't have the expertise to to say it one way or the other. But I do think Iru does, and Iru has seen things and has uh, worked in television where there is live video transmitting mm-hmm. through airwaves, where I, you're going to get I, some I think glitches. That-
4: I think I think that the basic way to to understand it in my in the way I see it is that you have these three channels of, for color in television transmission. So no, you when, have
5: more color. You have you, you there is no RGB transmitter. Ah no no okay. No, the, you, so that, you I'm, like I'm uh, you, you, can, you can have like six channel for example.
4: Okay, but they they'll be taking different colors. Is that the idea? And yes. then those that if you have a phase difference. You can get a different frame to be superimposed with a frame from before, or something like that, or, or, or something that comes in earlier or later, and then you get a glitch.
3: I just think this video is so shitty that it doesn't really matter anymore. Anyway. You get a leak. Yeah, but that is leak. Not,
5: <laughs> this is not like a glitch. That is more uh, a color separation, which is different than the glitches.
4: For me, it's yeah. weird that it seems like he's not, he's sucking into this liquid, but it, do we see it coming into his mouth? And do we see it yeah, coming? Mean,
3: look, look how far it looks like this would be into his weird. mouth. See, see where, where the edge of this bag is? To me, it doesn't even seem like, I mean, I agree with Bob on this one that, um, Sweet. What, I mean, well,
6: here, How much how much water we're we supposed to drink in a day It's something like six liters, isn't it? I'd say there's about, what, a couple, half a cup right. in there? Mean, that doesn't
3: this look court? like the it's rest of there. this would go to about here? If you drew this line out, be, you know. So does he have this bag two inches into his mouth? I don't know.
2: Probably, probably.
7: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. How is he got half of it? He's got oh, half. Yeah. The, he's got he's half giving himself a
3: smiley,
2: isn't
3: he? <laughs> this <laughs> would like cut your lips. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know. I just like the compilations of them, right? Like when you, like, like you said, adding to the preponderance of it. If you right. just have a compilation of all of these glitches, you can't really just excuse them all away the to coincidence, you know?
3: No, and again, I don't, under, I don't know where there's examples of this kind of stuff that we could go see. I mean, I've talked about baseball games before, or other live sporting events. You're never going to see issues like that it's i I don't know because
5: you don't have but you need to have the condition of uh that's what i'm saying a a, a solid background color and just one color present in the image which is this orange
4: color and because the plastic is white no that's the thing on this, on this on this bag does it flip like an all angle so you can see its volume and everything or does it just stay sideways like this all the time
3: well he flips it to me you mean like that
4: or like does he show the entrance or the the front of it The know. how wide it is
2: I don't know dude like, why does the dude like shove it down his throat though ever since jam pointed that out <laughs> <laughs>
3: it does look a little bit further than it should be On like there's okay he's got a little tip of it but then on the one he's like like goes all the way in his mouth
4: he's like eating the bag bro <laughs> It's definitely strange. Ah, the
5: bubble, you know, th- that kind of bubble. There's a bubble in, there. Yeah, that's if it. you want to fake that in, in CGI, it's, it's no easy, uh, even in our days. That, for me, if you go to the uh, Oakland Racer, it's more easy to do in the zero-g plane with real liquid, with, with yeah. real plastic bag, and at the end of the video, because they stop transmitting... They have a simple compression error, but uh, again, it, because you see this crap, it doesn't mean that the ISS is real and everything no. inside is real, no, 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 no I not think at all.
3: most of the stuff that they oh. do, and that's why a lot of people have commented on the different magnets that they use or these videos they do, but they're always very short and I've always assumed that they've been done in a zero-G plane where what they're doing mm-hmm. is possible. I think it's very possible to do this in a zero-G plane, so that's the only reason I would mm. I would agree completely with you I just don't see right. any reason you
5: would need And and fake play this. the video completely because at the in one particular moment when the videos end, mm-hmm. uh no the, the video end when, when finish the transmission, uh, you have like a block uh, problem uh, compression at
4: at the right. end. You mean uh, let start. me just Yeah, this, this is, is definitely different than the this, right, microphone Niro? in the neck of Chris Hadfield if this, you've is seen where, yes. one, this is
3: where I you can see what you were saying. Here you can see at the top Issue. Right, the separation the right yes I'm the sorry, color separation
5: either. which has to do more with right. again like a compression see, error or things like that you can like actually that. see the line the line yeah and different color you have another blue right. on the back uh, on, on the bottom of that blue, orange blue. line but this is not what I refer what, oh, I, what, what I mean uh, if you just play the video and uh, let's
4: just finish following, just following the, the no, moment no, go of back, the glitch. go
5: back to the original without Indeed. the zoom without the zoom oh yeah this one it's gonna be a bunch of yeah, little squares yes yeah, let, let it finish let it finish too uh we have the forest camp in the iss it just cuts very quickly
7: <laughs> <laughs> they in the space don't pet it
5: <laughs> no no it's amazing how this supposedly, this <laughs> is the cream okay. of the cream of the there you have oh, it. there you. you go i saw it so i mean it's okay. related you cannot leave, if we are in the court, you, you cannot leave that fr- from outside of right. your just uh, the supposed one claim, you know, because just at that particular moment, you had the compression issue uh, with the color separation. Uh, you don't have other things to compare in terms of the color. Uh, mm-hmm. You have the complete image that go to the right. It's not mm-hmm. just the orange thing.
3: It's also oh, so to the right. Now so, you've you have know, got the back it, here
5: with the back here. I mean, why that is that, why I say why this is reappear? not
4: conclusive. It's also, it's also different than those microphones that suddenly morph shape, right? And come back in a different shape. That, that Have you seen those as well?
5: Yeah, that's, it's, that is very weird, for example. Right. That is more weird than this kind of, you know, finished video when everything is... Uh, Mm-hmm. but uh, let me just share the screen for a moment um, alright, you can I? Yeah, screen share yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't do so many share screen no, uh, no because what? I want to, at the beginning of the taboo conspiracy video he starts showing the you know, the the, the path, the curve path of the um, rocket and and I showed this before this is a, a, a balloon um, launch launch in 2015 mm-hmm. uh, and this where I have the mouse right now it's Cape uh, Canaveral with a SpaceX, uh, a SpaceX um, launch. rocket launch exactly so unfortunately it doesn't matter if it's from a plane or if it's for example from a balloon and this is the only that I that, that, that I found in mm-hmm. terms of the balloon we never see how the rocket finish you know i mean it's clearly it that too yeah the rocket is taking away and from from your view i i i supposedly right now the rocket is up here you know and this uh, like and the curved path trajectory and remember this is the clouds so the cloud it's about 8 kilometers 6 right. kilometers, 10 kilometers, 12 kilometers, if you want hard to, to see uh, I mean, in, in, in altitude, uh, because you, you don't have clouds at uh, 30 kilometers in the atmosphere. So what I'm trying to say is, fr- from this tiny point here, which is the rocket, to the ground, is not more than... Right now in this moment, in this particular moment, it's not more than 40 kilometers. And you're not going to see how it finished, and here you can clearly see how it starts curving the path. Right. And, you know, I mean, wh- where it goes. How many kilometers are you seeing from the balloon to that uh, smoke column? How many? 200 kilometers? 100 kilometers? 400 kilometers, supposedly. If you want to, you know, this is an optical camera. This is not even an infrared uh-huh. camera, nothing like that. I mean, you are you are not seeing 2,000, 3,000 kilometers.
4: Right.
5: And and I mean, you know what I what I'm trying to say is, this rocket here, it, it cannot. Go, not very far. It's not very far. It's not going to, uh, you know, go to the side of the spherical Earth and reach space. Right.
1: Yeah, right. And even at this altitude, guys. I mean, going back to that point I made last week on Globebusters, is look how easy it is. Even from this high high angle of incidence, how easy it is to tell the massive difference in elevation between the clouds and the ground. Right. So why why wouldn't we be able to see curvature? if it was actually there. Right.
5: Yeah, Yeah, and and, and why we don't have, for example, that will be nice, you know, if you think in terms of, we are going to the first time ever to synchronize a rocket launch from the ground with a helicopter in the middle, with a balloon in the next step and even filming from the space You know, from the ISS we are filming or for some other, you know, spaceship, we are going to film from the ground, you know, filming starting from the ground to the end of the atmosphere when reach the orbital path or whatever you want to call it, all in this, you know, we don't have that kind of thing. We don't have any real proof of some kind of continuous feed from the ground. To the space. And when you start looking into planes or even these kind of balloons, we don't see. Uh, the, the, look, it's still like inside of the glow of the stratosphere. This is 30, 40 kilometers and it it not have any more rocket uh, <laughs> propulsion. I mean, what moment is this? Are they know. claiming? This this?
4: Do, are you, do you they saying, synchronize This with the. are you saying we should be able launch? to see
3: this rocket going this
5: way, for
4: uh, you can't see yeah. the screen.
5: No, no, but I believe it's coming from the back. You know, it's not going up; just it's, it's like coming from the horizon towards us.
4: Once you yes. know, right, right, so right. as well to Tugly the ocean. Sideways.
5: It's right. exactly it's directly to the ocean because if yeah. you follow this it's like this rocket is going to do something like this and pluff right to the water it's not going to up there keep and, going, and yeah and go outside the spherical earth because remember this is uh um gopro camera
4: right yeah. that and is been why cutting, it's sort of like cutting when it gets to the center of the image when it gets actually corrected and you see that there's no curvature yeah, there
3: here is like the you know, to there. see it. Well, that's what we know he happens. Is, you could, is, if you went pointed down more, then the, the it would be concave. That's how I right. know. It's <laughs> yeah. A yeah,
5: camera. I put in, in step forward. I, I I accelerate the video, but this is the beginning, and you can see the tiny, very tiny column of smoke that are, don't even start forming. And if you pay attention and trying to to keep the eyes on it. As it grows, as the columns start growing, it's like, um, the, the rocket is coming towards, and of course, to the ocean, right? But there, there you have it. Then I going to I'm trying to stabilize and, and share the the video. But what I'm saying is this, this technology is, it's just a rocket, standard rocket going to the ocean and, you know, just crashing into the water. They, 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 this don't go anywhere.
8: No, I don't think at so.
5: least we don't have any conclusive thing and just for finish uh, because I know that, that this was a little mess but this was an old video that somebody uploaded I don't know if you saw it uh, because it said here it says uh, Shedanism we see too far why you shouldn't believe you live on the globe uh, but this is a nice someone see this video before
3: uh, I've seen my video <laughs> but he t- i think ah, okay. he took my t- he took my image there of the flattening of the sun yeah
5: ah okay but this is a really nice uh video because when you see this kind of uh compression in the in the sun uh, as as the sun start rising up um for me at least this is my opinion right. you can see how this gradient in the atmosphere is completely acting as a glass and it mm-hmm. doesn't matter how high you go or how Uh, Low you are in the, it's it's the kind of the uh, the orientation as you are, you know, pointing. Uh, But I just want to share because I I didn't know if you, um, if you know this video, beside your name is on the screen. (laughs) But because you can see how, you know, when the sun starts going out from this gradient, it starts to reshaping itself to Mm -hmm. more spherical uh type of sun you know but you can see how it compress just in that gradient and i and i showed this so many times before in the past but uh, you know the the idea that nasa has uh this paper when they say that that is supposedly the astronomical this is the the astronomical gradient that uh it's not nice to have astronomical observation because there is right. uh, where the compressions start to happen and it doesn't matter if you go uh, at the ground level if you go in the middle level or you are uh, you know 3000 meters in the mountain you always going to have that kind of compression this is from a mountain this is not from a plane but you can clearly see how it start to compress and well when you see this video from a plane, it's also a yeah. very conclusive thing, you know. We we need to <laughs> understand that the objects start to compress at that kind of object, orientation, well. yeah. Now,
3: that video is supposed to be from the ISS, though, supposedly. But
5: supposedly, go? but yeah. exactly. But it's <laughs> the same kind of thing that you can film from, from, a, from a balloon or from a plane. Yeah,
4: It looks like plan. it was a plane, I, I would I would think... Of, the course. The ISS. of course, yes. look at the clouds.
3: Yes. When would you ever see clouds like that from the ISS? Never. Right.
4: <laughs> Never. Too close. <laughs> too close. Man, man. Isn't it's 400 good. kilometers up? Yeah, it's no way.
5: Yes, yeah, so, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, supposedly it's uh, a flight on the ISS in 2016. Supposedly, supposedly, right? Supposedly. Yeah, supposedly.
4: Everything is supposedly
5: in in terms Although of the. Although it looks uh,
4: like it, it doesn't
5: look like a, a a plane wing.
3: I don't know. Maybe I saw something wrong. It doesn't I, look
4: like it. It's cut sideways, almost like to hide a plane wing. I thought in the beginning, I was like, "Hey, this person edited it to hide the plane wing." <laughs> I was gonna ask if it was from a plane, actually, even though it was a guess. The sun
2: looks close to
4: me there. Yeah, really. It looks nothing like what they show of the sun in some the other ISS footage. 93 like million miles away.
3: 93 million uh, miles away. Don't question it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and then I have here uh, another one, which is uh, just uh, Aurora Borealis from a balloon. Uh, it, it, it's not uh, nothing conclusive, nothing like that. Okay. And this is an official video, but um, they dropped uh, like a. Satellite <laughs> balloon to go up into the stratosphere with uh, the Aurora Borealis on the head, and um, it's reached about twenty-three, uh, yeah, twenty-three kilometers. It's not passing over the Aurora Borealis, but it's a nice high-altitude balloon camera, simply as that.
2: You know. Yeah, oh, that's nice. awesome, At least
5: Bob. You
3: can see some you... stars. Bob, do you
2: agree mm -hmm. that those lights are are because potentially of a magnetic flux or a magnetic emission, if you will, the magnetic field basically being illuminated into the uh, ether? Uh,
1: Well, actually, I I think what they are, Austin, is uh, noble gases being illuminated by uh, the electrostatic field up there. Hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong, but it, it is just that because of the
4: colors, uh, Bob, or is that variation of colors? Anything that you can tell? It, it would be because gases do turn colors and, and glow. We know yeah, absolutely,
1: this. especially right. neon. Neon is is renowned for doing things like that. So, um, and in the presence of magnetic and electrostatic fields, they they definitely fluoresce different colors and have different properties. I'm sure you guys all remember that video by Dan Dimension, right? right that we covered yeah. on Glowbusters. That was that was huge so
2: so uh, maybe but, just a higher field co- coherency there that's that's making them visible
1: uh, y- yeah yeah very possible um that's something that uh obviously i wish i wish we had more data on it but we do know that that the magnetic flux field in those regions is is high so that would stand a reason you know your you know your assumption is not unreasonable at all austin so gotcha. sorry just thinking out loud i'm like fascinated by this thing it's just yeah, me yeah, me too, man. Yeah, they're they're beautiful. Jaren, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, there's Bob been some, in
3: bath uh, sorry, bath. There's
4: some super chats, I guess, maybe you want to read.
3: Oh, thank you. I have something up on my other screen. Uh, commercial Sound and Video says, Hopefully nine eleven was a waking point for people I was told it was an inside, but immediately, but it took me five years to look critically and see. I think that same story goes for... Many of us, I'm not sure if anybody has a story where they heard 9-11 and immediately said, oh, yeah, that must be true. At least for me, I heard it years (laughs) before I actually looked into it. Mark W., thank you very much. And Anthony Siconte says, need to plug Test the Curve Day 2020 Worldwide Experiments. Everyone's need to get get involved. Check it out on Facebook. Yeah, Anthony sent me a link to the Facebook page and the hashtag uh, Test the Curve. Uh, I can't remember. Let me look it up after. It's,
1: uh, it's Facebook.com Thank forward you. slash test the curve. And it occurs on March 20th and 21st this year, uh, basically on the Equinox. Or er, not Equinox. Yeah, Equinox.
3: March 20th Jeez. and 21st right this year. Test the curve. Um, yeah, I'll probably head over to, I don't know what day of the week that is. If I have one of those days off, maybe I'll head over to the uh, beach again to do some work you know, looking like I showed last time over at the uh, Monterey Bay.
1: Friday and Saturday are the 20th and 21st.
3: Okay, so Saturday possibly.
6: Saturday
3: Can I give a shout-out to Dr. John D? Yeah,
6: let's shout-out John D. Yeah, Dr. John D. He sent me up four lasers, four high-powered lasers. Um, so he's boxed them up, sent them to me, and basically I'm going to do a, a test over a six-mile stretch. Uh, I'm going to put them on... Um, different rungs on a, a large step of pair of ladders or steps um, and hopefully we'll see the effect of each laser as it goes across the, the six mile stretch so we'll have like one on top of the other
3: oh um, I got you, you're going to be putting each laser on each st- rung of the ladder
6: yes that's right, yeah and uh, oh, cool. I'm going to have somebody from the side filming it as well, so we'll see a side-on view. We'll see the the person receiving it. Obviously, I'll be tell you, I'll be filming it from you know doing the observation myself. So we'll have three camera angles from it, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to see what effect uh, the different altitude has on each individual uh, laser beam.
3: I'm not sure you'll be able to film it from the side. It could be wrong, but at least in so far in my tests and experiments that you cannot see the laser like you think you can from the side.
1: Not unless it's foggy. There's no chance. Yeah,
3: it's just not what you would expect. <clears throat> you would think because we see lasers over long distances that from the side you would see that laser traveling but really it seems, and again I've even gone out, um, which is incredible to think, but I've just driven a mile or two away from my house and shot a laser sit straight up in the sky and Missa can't see it. Even if she knows the exact direction I am, I've even been on a straight road, straight shot away from her uh, you know a mile or two away and you can't see that laser heading up well, of course science well, that's, would tell you that's
6: interesting you uh, dr john d said that if you take a long exposure there's probably a good chance that you'll capture it now that's a good so idea we'll,
3: see that's where people yeah. think outside the box i wouldn't right. even have thought of that right. i'm just talking about yep. with your eyes but just, long exposure definitely uh possibility there that would be awesome play, to see yeah.
4: Yeah, interesting because you should probably catch some of the the water that might be refracting you know, sideways and more with the long exposure. But uh, yeah, because I was going to say if it's foggy, you can probably see it. That's a great idea, this
3: long exposure. Now I'm thinking about that. That would be awesome to see because it's amazing what you see of the sky and everything else when you use long exposure compared to your eyes.
6: Yeah, so oh, I was yeah. waiting for the weather. The weather's terrible at the minute and it's uh, I've had these lasers now for like 3 days and I'm itching to to get out and uh, have a bash with these but you know just the weather's crap. Are these these couple of weeks? Are they
3: all different where are you? Uh, different colors?
6: Uh, red and green. So I've got two of each. Okay. Where are you, where are you based, at, Shane? Um Blackpool uh okay. in the UK. Did you get a chance Bob. to look at the
3: Isle of Man video I sent you?
6: I did, yeah, and I also spoke spoke um, in that interim time to Mark Doxy, so he gave me the details where he took the observation from. But I haven't had time to, to go through it properly. Okay, um, yeah. But beautiful photography, though. I have to say, absolutely awesome. Oh yeah, video.
3: any any infrared stuff is just beautiful. But sometimes I get sent these videos, and there's not enough information uh, given that I can go and figure out where they were and do kind of that. That's why I love when uh, a <laughs> ranty does some work is ranty at least tells me here's where I was. Here's the height. Here's a picture of my height. We know how far I was. Here's what we're looking at. Here's the height of that item. Here's what the curve calculators beg the question to that, that I appreciate. Sometimes people send videos and it's like uh, I'm 45 feet above the water and here, look what I can see. I'm like, well, where were you? What, what do we, how high are those things across? I guess I got to do a bunch of research on your video. <laughs> so that's kind of one of those situations.
6: Yeah, but I have noticed that a lot of people have started to do that now, which is good, because I remember like two or three years ago, the Globers were going bananas because they were always saying, well, you never provide any of this proof.
4: Right. So, Mm
6: -hmm. you know, I sort of like made sure that I did that. Is
4: that that what turned you, uh, did you decide to go straight into experimenting and doing tests and the observations when you we realize there was something wrong with the ball or were you already like that a technical like what's your because i i don't know much about you like personally uh, and well, uh, but i know they do a lot of observations
6: yeah well i was i was um i was actually i actually had a channel prior to this and it was about chemtrails and stuff so i was into conspiracies as such but you know flat earth never interested me i thought it was the most ridiculous thing i'd ever heard of and just didn't want to look at it at all you know I mean, it was only because i was bored out of my school because i'd looked at every other conspiracy that i actually looked at flat earth and within half an hour i was really interested and i binge watched like uh, a whole bunch of videos over a couple of days and then within a week i'd gone out and bought a p900 and just decided to go and have a bash i, mean, I didn't know any of the community i didn't even know there was live streams or forums or anything like that in fact when, when I was other-
4: that how when was that
6: about four years ago and uh uh, i put the videos out on my chemtrails channel and then started talking about flat earth then and uh you know that's when people found me and of course it brought the trolls over as well and Uh you know but i had a thick skin because i knew what i was seeing and i was seeing an awful long way far further than the globe should say i should see so um yeah
4: yeah, there's no no way around that and you can just add to the to the well proponents of evidence but also the you know comparative body of evidence which is what's coming up right now and that's what it is really amazing what's going on I think just the amount of evidence <laughs> for the different observations well, seeing too they give so given far. slack and stuff <laughs> so yeah, I mean,
3: no just the seeing too far is 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 at this point far beyond uh, concluded and, and finalized. I mean, there's no questions right. there. The, the only thing is now, the next step for them, and I'm sure when we see Bob the Science Guy today, the, the only answer is going to be that, <laughs> that the globe Earth presents itself because of its atmosphere uh, in a way that makes it look flat. And <laughs> right. so you know, <laughs> the, 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 you'll be able to see horizons beyond where the geometric horizon is because we don't live in a geometric place that we live in a dynamic place and that areas beyond geometry are able to be lifted up due to the bending of light around the curve. That's 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 their only response <laughs> at this point. It has to be. Because what else can you say? You can't say you're seeing behind curves. You can't say you're seeing around curves so, because you have to have line of sight. But they're just going to say that, I'm sure with the black swan argument, what is he's going to say that that water that we see there has been lift it up lifted. what else can he say what do, what do you think shane
6: i think he's definitely gonna say that and uh, in which case i'm hoping the audience will all in and say can you prove looming can you prove that something's been loomed up behind something else because i've been asking for over three years for a demonstration of that and I've, i'm yet to see one so good luck on that so no, if you're gonna claim looming it will always
3: hmm. be the proof of what they're trying they're going to use the evidence of what they're trying to prove as proof you know, yeah, yeah. In
1: looming, in looming, shouldn't it also be inverted as well? Yes, it should. Oh, is well, it loom- isn't it relative to the horizon anyway?
3: That's what looming definite, by definition is.
1: Right.
6: Well, what looming would do, looming would give you the, the opposite of what the inferior mirage is. So the inferior mirage turns it upside down but underneath, and yeah. looming would turn it upside down above it. So it would it's look deep, like a superior deep. mirage.
1: So yeah, it's, it's gonna be like, a whole new kind of looming that doesn't invert things. So it makes them yeah. look flat, flat Taboo's <laughs> gonna yeah, have yeah, to looming. add that <laughs> yes. to his, Damn, to yeah, his yeah. amazing things that flat earthers have discovered, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So so and, Ranty, have you been like
4: trapping trolls and stuff? You let them you're kinda of giving them a chance to try to make a case and then you Oh yeah. Oh
3: well, Ranty will yeah, yeah, yeah. poke, <laughs> poke the bear better than anybody. He loves the <laughs>
6: Go ahead, Jared.
3: No, I was just saying you love to poke the bear, <laughs>
6: whatever possible. Well, yeah, well, well, what I do is um, I let them, like you say, I let, I give them enough rope to hang themselves, um, and that's what they do. I mean, I don't because they're used to people challenging them; they're not used to doing presentations. So when they come on and do a presentation, quite often I can sit there, listen to them talking for half an hour, forty minutes, or even debating them, and pick out one thing that they said forty minutes ago and be like, "This just unravels all of your argument." Everything that you've said since then has just been completely undone by what you said at the start. So I can lead them down a path and let them, you know, sort of like direct the conversation to get them to a point. And when they, before they even know it, they're in a trap and they can't get out because we know, you know, we know where we want them to get to. And they happily go down that path every single time. They walk down it with the knowledge of the globe, you know, that they've been told until they realize they're trapped. And then they have to run away or cry or scream or something <laughs>
3: <laughs> or take off their, and, take off their shirt and show their mankini yeah it just depends what they
6: <laughs> <do>.
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that <laughs> so oh, so I, I couldn't believe it could get any better than it and then he showed me that and i was like no way. but yeah <laughs>
6: <laughs> so yeah funny. one of the one of the things we were talking about before was um, obviously about gyroscopes and, and obviously with navigation and stuff. well, if you think about the the British Royal Navy and you think that um, you had that, that that news article from in the 1900s Geron, or was it the early 20th century and um, it was saying that basically it was heretic that they were teaching that the earth was a globe. Well if you think that the British Navy, Basically, um, owned the seas from the 16th century to the late 18th century. You know, how did they navigate if they actually believed the Earth was a globe? If it was being taught in England that it, the Earth was flat,
3: right? Yeah, doesn't make any sense. You know. so none of their stories make any sense. That's why I brought up the the movie about the you know 16th century explorers trying to prove that the Earth is well. You know, we I thought that Aristophanes proved it in 300. DC and show, right. showed, the, showed the exact size. He was only off by one percent, and they basically yeah. designed the entire longitude latitude system around that. Even though nobody had even been to the south, they just did, you know basically did an inverse of the top, called it the bottom. Uh, from that point on, but why wouldn't everybody know the size of Earth? Why wouldn't there be globes? Why I mean, how could there be no globes? It just makes no <laughs> sense. I mean, it would have been so right. easy to construct a. Plaster of Paris or a paper mache, mm-hmm. any kind of
4: thing. Yeah, I mean, and and the Egyptians were making constructions that cannot be equal and not even understood yet. Yeah, right. They didn't have a baller. You're telling they didn't me the need Egyptians
8: didn't didn't
3: get a piece of you know a, a round piece of something and carve it, or you know, I mean, it's just ridiculous that there wouldn't be any evidence of that.
6: The best thing I the best thing I heard um, on my last show was from Brenda. So. Uh, somebody came in and said that I've got a proof of, uh, of flat earth um, what, what's that? Said, well Kansas, Kansas is supposed to be as flat as a pancake and Brenda turned around and said well actually when they said flat what they actually meant to say was smooth what? <laughs> <laughs> and she doubled down tripled down quadrupled down on it uh, the chat was lit up with people saying smooth <laughs> right
3: oh my goodness
4: um, <laughs> and have you pinch- seen the model of the Mississippi River and the uh, surroundings that they created in a university because Mike Helmick to show to me Germany. yes you can find a really it but a big
5: one. super flat super flat perfectly flat <laughs> for, yeah <laughs> yep. it's really nice i wanted to stop sharing but before i want to just uh because talking about the aurora borealis nasa of course they are making a lot of uh research in the aurora borealis trying to measure the um the voltage and the current that the aurora borealis uh creates. electricity Yeah, talking again, one more time, talking about electricity, (laughs) you know, this was in 2015 from the uh, poker flat um, area that NASA has to, you know, uh, do the sounding rocket uh, experiment, but that, that this is a nice uh, article to, to read. Of course, it's a little technical, but it's a nice. And, you know, it's looking at these images uh, from the Aurora Borealis, now, this is a plane, you know, a plane taking a departure and, you know, reaching the, not the the, the the cruiser altitude, because this is very early in the departure of the plane. But when you see, for example, this is big rockets Uh, supposedly going to space, this is the sounding rocket that NASA launched into the Aurora Borealis and this is like uh, just a a normal uh, flight path when reach certain altitude and start going straight to, you know, going anywhere in the the world. But all these rocket launches, they are all finished going down. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing, right? You never see that line extended beyond the horizon and, you know, well, there you have the rocket in space. Even the side Uh, view,
3: even the side view should be able to see. Even the side view, exactly.
5: No, all the side ones I've seen.
3: We've seen that one, remember of the uh, SpaceX launch down in LA that caused all the big stir because of the...
5: Yes. Yeah, you remember that. Yeah, yeah, I I, I have in my library uh, as a nice... uh, That's a great time-lapse. Yes, exactly, exactly. And in fact, let me just finish, uh, finish with uh, with that rocket uh, because it was this one uh, where you clearly see how it's coming from the there side, go. going up into the uh, release, release the the fuel or some water like we see before, and then it's going down, going down, going down, right, and going down and appear into the ocean <laughs> <laughs> and and maybe and maybe somebody could, you know, from the Gloggers could uh, launch a balloon synchronized with a launch yeah. from SpaceX or, or some other um,
4: you so know, you can clearly see the airplanes going,
5: going straight, right? Yeah, exactly and, and you can see Just like it. that, it's in orbit <laughs> yeah. Ta-da. and Bye. you can it. because even this rocket from the Chinese, here you can clearly see how it's going to take as uh, like a straight path, and appears to going down, but not in arc. It's just straight line. Right. It's not following the arc. You know, it's because this is <laughs> like the a, curve of the Earth a like much smaller plane. ball than we've ever. <laughs> it's a tiny little ball. It's a Columbus ball. Exactly. It's a, it's a very tiny little ball. So I'm gonna finish my share screen. Okay. Thank you, Iru, for. That no, please. Yeah,
3: yeah. uh, did you have anything you wanted to present? Um, ranty or no? Didn't remember if um, you wanted to show anything. No, not really. Not okay. really. Um, just highlighting your yeah. show tonight, it should be good. Bob the science guy explaining the black swan.
5: Finally, hoo-hoo. well, ranty. <laughs> so, so, I have a
6: feeling he's going to come up with uh, well, what Ruhif said, which was infinite over six R refraction.
7: <laughs> did he really say that? Yes, that's the new yeah, plane. could over that. six that.
3: <laughs> so we really can see our own ass with a telescope
8: if we Yep. Try hard enough. Yep. Yep. Oh boy.
6: I just so I said, so I'm like, well so no so no observation. You could see a thousand miles if you had a big telescope, but if you can't see a thousand and one <laughs> You know, no, that's well, yeah, their story. It's
3: and it's getting to the point now where all the observations don't matter anymore. It's the same thing I heard from the IIG because it doesn't matter if we see 50 miles, 500 miles, or 1,000 miles, that simply the light is traveling through the atmosphere along the curve of the Earth. And therefore, uh, again, it's just it's ridiculous. If we don't see something, it's because of the curve of the Earth. If we do see something, it's because of the curve of the Earth. Can you imagine a easier way to... Get away yes, with whatever it's you a want. religion. It's that a kind religion. of answer is right. based on a religion, right? Okay, yeah. it's a religion. I mean, no, it absolutely is. I mean, and at that point, you have to chalk it up to that. I mean, there is no other way around it, and that's exactly what they say. That uh, why can't I see across? Why can't I see the shore across the water? Well, it's because the curve of the earth is in the way. Well, why can I see that building fifty miles away? Well, because the light is traveling around the curve of the earth. So, how, how do you argue with that person? How do you disprove that person? If you see too far, it's because of the curve of the Earth. If you don't see something close by, it's because of the curve of the Earth.
1: I mean, what are you going to do? Circular vision. Thanks for all the globe evidence, you flatards. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then call anything
3: that globe earthers or anything that flat earthers produce. You just call it globe evidence. It doesn't matter if we if we see the smoke plumes at the Salton Sea. That's because the Earth is curved. If we don't see them, well, haha, you don't see them because you're being blocked by the curve of the Earth. So, I mean, there's nothing you could possibly show them, literally nothing, that doesn't fall into those two categories. If I can't see something, curve of the earth. If I can see something, curve of the earth. And light bends. So, I mean, at this point, you have to just, I mean, we can keep coming up with evidence and keep coming up with, and that's why I do think that the, the, you know, so-called black swan, uh is great too but again they're just going to come up with the exact same answer we just haven't heard it yet here it comes today bob the science guy will just say exactly now then now there's an infinite over six r refraction well well, great Then yeah. it doesn't matter how far we see somebody could show the south pole from the north pole well why do we see that well because the earth is a ball and we can see around the curve as the light travels only in that path
1: uh yeah, but, you know, the, the magnificent thing about it is think about the revolution now in communications. Because of the fact that light and all RF and EM waves will now conform to the curvature of the Earth reliably every single day of the year, we, you know, we can make microwave shots from here to the UK, uh, you know, one shot. Certainly. No I problem.
3: GPS signals should just be sent along the path of the Earth, and they could you could use basically one satellite in space. will provide all of GPS. Yep. And
1: flat earthers <laughs> discovered it, so I think we should yes! get a Nobel. <laughs> that's, that's go with, you to three go three with right. your Nobel. <laughs> right? Yeah, I haven't gotten mine yet, but I'm still waiting. You know, I'm hopeful.
3: Bob, you should get like a bookcase or some sort of. You're gonna have to have some sort of unit to put multiples. It's
6: not I know. Just be
3: one. You're gonna need a whole shelving unit.
1: I know. I am a glober rock star. <laughs> <laughs>
6: All right, guys. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to drop because I'm gonna have to All start right. setting my shelves up in a minute. So
3: I know how that goes. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. That's Ranty, and check out his channel. Uh, we'll be done here in a few minutes, and then head over there and get ready for some fun. Bob, the science guy, and then after that, uh, Rude Earther showing some gyroscopic experiments. Sounds good. Thanks for joining us, Ranty.
6: No worries, and thank you, everybody. Thank you. See you in thanks, a bit. Shane. Thanks, Shane.
3: Later, Shane. All right, that was Ranty, so check him out tonight. It should be fun. And uh, just a reminder of what we did yesterday, so anybody who didn't get a chance, you might want to check out uh, my channel. We had an interview or a presentation by Rodrigo just about his Space Crack magazine. By the way, I did put those links to the magazine in this description as well, so if you didn't get a chance yesterday and you want to download that magazine, like I said yesterday, over and over again, it's very unique, very different, and it's just great to see somebody put something together like that, and I'm looking forward to future volumes, and I still didn't read the supplement, so I've got to get on that. Sorry, Rodrigo. All right. Commercial sound and video. Thank you for the super chat again. He says, would the Coriolis force exist on the ocean too? Sorry, I was going to say something. <laughs> How would ancient sailors using a sextant measuring 2D off the atmospheric dome account for that? Shouldn't football field goalers f- figure that in? Yes, the Coriolis force clearly, as Ranty said. I mean, or as Euro said, somebody said, uh, exists on turning platforms, exists on merry-go-rounds, um, those kind of things. Yeah, would I mean, have my, a Coriolis force, but not the Earth.
1: Obviously, my golf game every- is standing proof of Coriolis. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it, uh, it would exist everywhere and, and doesn't. Simply put, I mean, you can launch, uh, launch cannonballs up in the sky and they'll land back in their in their cannons so yeah
4: like Newton said like the thought experiment, oh, that thought thought cannonball. experiment. it's
3: very easy yeah? and then you just teach children with songs of twinkle twinkle and it's very easy so yeah anyway check out Space Crack Mag that was a uh, fun show yesterday and uh, and,
4: uh, and uh, uh, on the Aereo supplement you know yeah. the guy who, who um, he sent me an email today with an entire new report on uh, long-distance sighting of fair-weather mountains by U.S. Coast and Geodetic Survey Impossible on a Globe Earth from 1911. Oh, and nice. it's another long report, so that's going to be another, you know...
3: Just make it it's, another it's, volume. Cause, uh, it's very could... large
4: and it's very detailed. He went overboard has a conclusion. The whole thing is a, a academic paper, many, many uh uh right. images um so <laughs> I just received it today I think he', he probably seen it that, that we've we've talked about his work so I'm very grateful for for him thank you so much adius um, I don't know who he is and uh, but we can see by what he's doing that he's serious and and it is what we're seeing and Bob has his friend as well probably gonna do some work we, we're gonna see what what's going on there and Bob and there's a lot of people like that yep yep
3: yeah no and then um enrique who has helped me out with a lot of experiments and tests and has been doing some observations same thing of some distant mountains that uh simply don't make sense i've got to talk to him a little bit and get some of the numbers down because i'm not sure that i have them right yet but what it looks like and it's what he's saying is it's simply impossible on the globe we're seeing huge amounts of distant mountains and he's taking them basically from one side of california to the other not quite because you're basically he's looking at the sierra nevadas from across the valley but we're talking uh, over a hundred mile distant observations and he's going from different elevations and producing the mountains look identical which they should are you be showing you?
4: It. are you showing this no <laughs>
3: no because okay. I, I have the video on my phone but i haven't um, we're going to work on it this weekend because I want to get some of the numbers, right? He's what he's showing me. I completely understand and get, but it needs to be refined a little bit. But basically what it is, is if you take photos of say mountains at a super high elevation and then you go down to a super low elevation, but you're able to see the same amount of that distant mountain, that should be impossible. Because really when people take distant mountains and they say, oh, we shouldn't be able to see this, it's very easy for glow birthers to come back and say, well, you're actually not seeing as much of the mountain as you think, right? That's what they did with um, Kanegu, mm-hmm. right? Kanegu, they'll just say, oh, well, that's actually not the whole mountain chain. You're actually only seeing the top peaks. But imagine if you took a photo of Canagu from, say, 9,000 feet up and you're able to see a certain you can see the peaks you can see the valleys okay great and then you go down to a thousand feet and you see the same Mm -hmm. peaks and valleys well that proves that you are seeing the entire mountain
1: exactly you know another thing that uh, in Colorado if anybody is coming into Colorado from the east side uh, coming in on I-70 for example or 76 and you are looking at the Rockies the range of the Rockies you can literally see the mountains going from Colorado Springs all the way up to Fort Collins, um, which is well over 100 miles. And there really isn't any variance at all in, in the height of the, the, the tops of those. And, you know, so what are they saying then? That that there's, the the mountains themselves are in this huge concave type of, of configuration, I don't think so. The average height of them is still around 12,000 feet. And you can see that from the Springs Mountains all the way to Fort Collins. Right. I mean, there just isn't any deviation, and there should be well over a mile. No, the only know?
3: deviation will be is if you move further away or move closer. The closer you get, the bigger they get. The further away you move, the smaller you get. Why? Well, that's perspective. Right. That's how that right.
1: works. But other than that, they stay absolutely right. um, linear and, um, right. you know, the same size, you know, prospectively.
3: So that's why I think what, what Enrique is doing is brilliant. And, uh, you know, we'll look at it a little closer just to make sure I completely understand it. But it is clear to me that, yeah, if he just showed me, hey, here's these mountains and I'm, you know, 400 or I'm 500 feet high and here's these mountains. Well, that observation in and of itself does nothing. But if you show me those mountains from uh, 3,000 feet high and then you show me those mountains from ground level and you can see the same amount of mountain, then all of a sudden, then you can say, well, why aren't we missing, say, 3,000 feet of this 9,000-foot mountain? If I just show it in one and I say, okay, here's these mountains, how are we able to see that? Somebody could say, oh, well, you're actually not seeing the bottom 3,000 feet. It's actually over the curve. It's being blocked by the bulge. But if you're able to show the mountains don't change as you get higher and lower, then that tells me something big. So looking forward to that. Absolutely.
4: Yeah, also, uh, you know, I've been, I've been talking about something similar to this uh, because I've been to the Grand Canyon through both sides. Uh, and there's something, anyone who's driven from Phoenix North uh, has seen this when you get to a point where you see the other side <laughs> in Utah. Uh, and, uh, you know, it got me to thinking that altitudes is also something to compare. So, you know, we, we draw, we we sort of generating collectively uh, with observations. and it's something I want to do as well. But uh, it, it is becoming a database that needs to be organized, in my opinion, in, in terms of, you know, there's so many videos out there, but we haven't, had an effort and we need this from from people who, who are willing to do it and, and researchers to you know summarize some of the observations in all the different videos that we have information so you saying ranti provides a number of of, of observa- for instance observations and information and if that is put in a database that can be compared you know, there's a lot that can be, we don't know what can be found, but it would be very interesting. It would add to, to consolidating the, the information, in my opinion.
3: Well, that's why I think we're really at the beginning of a lot of this, is you need mm-hmm. to explain to some people, because a lot of us have gone out, I'm one of them, and gone and tried to do observations for a first time, not understanding what I'm trying to look for, not understanding mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to do, and so the results are less than perfect. But then you kind of watch what other people do, and that's when you get the idea. I mean, the whole frozen lake test by Grotto 1, is huge right. people see that, and huge. now anybody by any frozen lake can do that same experiment. Uh, you just have oh, yeah. to have the time and the the will to want to do it. Uh,
4: but, but your latest observations are also quite quite telling for the 28 miles.
3: Oh, yeah, no, I mean, that's great. I mean, and it took them going out a couple times, right? Uh, to, to get it right because they've gone out, they've done the 19 mile. When I was out there, we did 12 and a half. Um, mm-hmm. the, you know, you just have to go out there, and then again, the, you know, the other hard part is you're never going to have. Well, I don't want to say never, it's not, it's rare that you would have perfect conditions. And so sometimes it takes going out there a few days or going out there like we did in June and then having to go back in December to show the differences. So it takes more work than just, oh, I'm going to yeah. go here on a Friday. I'm gonna exactly. Do yeah, but we are exactly. going to do it. needs a
4: camping trip, you know, a whole sure. camp. You know, people should organize that instead of a conference, you know, a research camp. You know, everybody goes and, and they do observations. Collectively bring all their cameras and equipment and, and, you know, have at it at some some spot. (laughs) Well, that's
3: kind of what they did did at the lake, at Bear Lake with uh, Taboo and what they did in in Idaho and, is Idaho? Nevada?
4: Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever. It's going on.
3: Yeah, it's going to be, and it's just going to come more and more that we're going to see it. And I know uh, John D is doing some, you know, continued work and there's people down at. Who's the guy down south that's going to have the boat? Uh, Doc Michael. Um, Right. right. So there's a lot of people that are stepping up and going to do some stuff. All right. Uh, Yeah, Joe Mama. Joe Mama. Sorry. Thank you. Getting everybody confused. All right. So let's uh, close it out here. We've just got about five minutes before the three-hour mark. So let's just say our goodbyes. Bob, what's going on with uh, Globusters? What's coming up for you?
1: Nope. Just uh, just Globusters on Sunday, and uh, I'm – actually batting around two or three different uh show themes. I haven't uh, settled on one yet, so uh I'll uh, just let it be a surprise.
3: Sounds good to me.
2: <laughs>
3: Looking forward to it. All right. And we uh already said goodbye to Shane obviously. Uh Austin, what's coming up for you? What do you got going on?
2: Uh just going live tonight per usual and uh yeah, that's about it. I got a few things in the works. I think I'm going to uh, take a little bit of a book out of year or no doubt a page out of your book and and go uh, talk to some people on the street and document that, so that should be fun. But uh, as of now, just uh, the regular weekly night streams.
3: All right, that'd be great. Looking forward to that, good. And Iru, what's going on with you?
5: Uh, Are you going to be able to do a presentation on Thursday?
3: Or we need to probably talk
5: about that? I believe yes. Yes, I believe yes. But let me finish because this weekend, this complete weekend from Saturday to Monday, because here in the uh, Monday in Argentina is like a holiday, We're going to have our second um, flat air conference here in Argentina, in the same place that we did the last year. So I'm going to be there and I don't know when I get back. I'm going to maybe come back on Thursday, not Thursday, but um, Tuesday. And I need to put a few things together in my work, things like that. So, but I, I believe I, I'm going to be uh, available to do on Thursday. All right. Well, and we'll have, we'll say it's tentative be, for now.
3: Tentative for now, Iru on the Thursday presentation show doing his Spanish presentation. And if he can't, we'll have somebody step in and do a presentation. I'll find somebody. Don't worry.
5: Okay. And beside that, uh, well, I'm very proud. To May to because I do uh, my first because I did my first uh, live stream in English in my English channel. So everyone that uh, wants to support me and subscribe, uh, it's uh, npt.redpill at, uh, at Gmail. Uh, and you did a no, really good YouTube. job
1: too, Eero. Yeah, yeah, yeah
5: I awesome. I, I, you you know, be- I have that issue at the beginning like 12 minutes uh believing that i'm presenting images and i just was <laughs> uh with with one image you know but uh, that was my nerves that betrayed me <laughs> but no that besides that i i feel very you know very nice to do it's, it's not easy uh do a, a live stream uh, in other language but no. i believe the idea was you know uh, anyone out there that uh See that video uh, is going to understand the, the the core point of the presentation, and I'm starting more active in my English channel. So maybe tonight or tomorrow I'm gonna to upload in another video that I'm editing. But uh, that is my plan. Uh, I I was um, trying to reach that one video, two video per week, uh, including maybe one of those video be a live show. So. I invite you everyone to check it out and beside that uh, like I tell you before I'm going to be in this three day uh, uh, Flutter conference so I'm going to be busy with that
3: Alright awesome, thanks Iru and we got links to everybody's stuff down in the description, everybody but Ranty because he joined last second so I'll add that after the show and then all the show notes will be in there as well but links to Iru's English channel, his Spanish channel his Patreon obviously and Uh, You know, I always bring up Patreon because if people want to support what they like, obviously many of us have one. Obviously, Austin has one, so Witsit gets it. You can do slash Jaronism. You can do slash Anthropology. You can do slash uh, Nur para Todos. You can do slash Globusters. Uh, So there's lots of uh, ways to support. And like I said, it's great because if you gave, you know, each of us a dollar, if you just did that through PayPal, which you can't do for me anymore because I don't have one, but... If you did do that, they take like 39 cents out of each dollar. Uh, The person that you're giving it to would only get 61 cents. But by doing it through Patreon, you could go there and give each person a dollar. And let's say you give 10 people a dollar, they would only take that 39 cents once. So everybody would get a a much higher percentage. So it's a better way to support multiple creators. And we ask that if you enjoy the shows and appreciate them and want to support the show, we would really appreciate that. Uh, Also, when you send Super Chats, which is fantastic, Uh, Super chats take 30%. So, you know, a $10 super chat, uh, ends up with only seven coming to the creator and three going to Google. If you do it through Patreon, it is a much better percentage for the creator, but we appreciate super chats. Thank you very much. I would never say don't send those. If you uh, feel inclined, it really does help uh, keep the shows going. Uh, who do I, who did I miss? Rodrigo? What do you Yeah.
4: Um, well, this week, um I don't know, looking forward I guess to to blowbusters on Sunday. you're gonna work see what's going on for the next magazine. I have this new report by ius to to set up. there's people uh, offering their help um, there's there's a lot to talk about. so we'll see how it goes and thank you so much for for helping out with that and for um, you know highlighting some of some of the points there. there's a lot more in that one issue and hopefully I can make it better. there's People, there's even some designer that contacted me to say that would like to help with it. Um, Oh, nice! You know, it's good. But you know, people are welcome, especially you guys. Like always, you know, as you know, Jaren, you know, I talked to you about this in Amsterdam and you. You know, there's something I need still need to meet with you, Idu, about the the manuscript. I don't know if you're gonna do it. We ended up not doing it um, yet uh, about the blue beam. Um, yeah yeah and, yeah yeah't
5: don't, yeah, don't, you guys uh, no don't make me feel like these
4: men no 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 no, just let me know when you can do it and we'll yeah. do it Imer, the pr- the, pres- okay.
3: the presentation is far more important just you know. no I know that man okay,
5: I know, sure. know that. but both of you are patrons, so you know <laughs> I, I am uh, not... No, uh, I, not I, we
4: just need you know one hour to go through some stuff uh, and should be fine uh, you know for for what we need. <laughs> but uh, you know that's it and so you guys you know feel free to to contribute i mean i'm probably going to talk about you know there's so much you know that that's interesting we know you know kubrick (laughs) artemis mk ultra you know some so much so many bits and also astronauts and anthropology and some of the other themes so you know I, i would really like to hear feedback from people i love that even if it's critical of course Um, and yeah, as long as it's not just name calling, like trolling, that's just not allowed. Especially on my channel, this is one of the things I cleared it out from trolls, so I rarely get them anymore. That's
3: That's the great thing about uh, Simon Dan sending people over to your channel is you just need to spend a day going through the comments. You get to get rid of a lot of people. You're like, that was good. Thank you for that. And in the future, I don't have to worry about that as much so alright all right, uh, appreciate everybody joining me for the lounge it was fun appreciate everybody listening everybody in the chat it's been a good time obviously for me what have I got going on uh, let's see tomorrow I go to an auction but Sunday we have Globusters Monday uh, back to Raw and then we've got a presentation whether it's Yuru or somebody else uh, coming on Thursday so if you want to support the show patreon.com slash as I already mentioned if you want to send me something you can do that as well Jaronism PO Box 3044 Merced California 95344 any final words from everybody? Are we ready to go? Peace. All right. sounds Peace. Good out. So- I remind you guys to do your own research because when you do, you'll never again believe what you've been taught. Till next time, guys. We'll see you on Sunday for Globusters, 12 noon Pacific. Till then, this has been Jaronism. Peace. Peace.